This show may contain naughty language and explicit content. You have been warned. Welcome to Facehammer, an Age of Sigmar podcast. Bringing you product reviews, news from the UK tournament scene, as well as some pro hobby tips. So stay tuned and get ready for some hammer to your face. Welcome to Facehammer episode 32. It's me, Russ the Face. I'm joined by Terry the Cheap Pike. Les Throat Punch Martin and Byron, what are we doing, Ord? I know exactly what we're doing. It just took three direct links, a written explanation, and a lot of patience. I had I was gonna roughly you a thirty minutes. Thirty minutes to get it on board. Yeah, it's taken us a while. So we're uh, on to our pre Christmas show. Um that's about as much Christmas content as you're gonna get in this show. So uh <laughs> <laughs> Bar humbug. <laughs> so, um, this show, we're going to talk a little bit about the last year um, and just our own little experiences. Um, and then I think we're going to tackle a subject, which is if you were going to dive into the tournament scene or you were you wanted to hit 2017 with a, uh, a strong, strong start, what sort of uh, army list would you need? And what would you have to deal with? I think that's brother, eh? Point and click. Yeah, it's got that. That's in there. We'll get that. Yeah, that's in there. That's in there. That's in there. So it's my list. <laughs> so, Terry, you're painting Stormcast at the moment? Yep, Stormcast, yep. Byron, Stormcast. <laughs> yeah. Actually you are painting Stormcast, aren't you? Nah, I'm not painting anything. He's not painting anything. Nah, we're all doing Warrior Brotherhood, aren't we? That's, you're that's boring. Russ and Terry are gonna have an arm wrestle, so you borrow my army from the masters. We're gonna have uh, <laughs> uh, oh, a bag. More like uh I got that more, in the bag. <laughs> more like wrestling in a uh, in a paddling pool full of oil. Okay, well, I got that in the bag too. That's my speciality, <laughs> mate. I'm, I'm more <laughs> agile. Oh, fucking hell. That is graphic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we know what we're doing for your birthday, lads. I, I just I let like Terry like two win. two bull just like flamed in each other. I imagine, <laughs> I imagine that Terry's leotard would just be like his tropical shorts, but all over. He'll, he'll come oh, out in like amazing. a salmon like mankini. Spandex. He'll be a salmon mankini. Yeah, <laughs> covered in semen like his shorts. <laughs> <laughs> like a plaster's radio. <laughs> what, because my shorts have got white on them? <laughs> oh, so you're admitting to it? Is it on the. That's what colour they are. They're white and peach. If you go checked. to the uh, stream, you can see the gist stains on Terry's shorts. <laughs> We'll put a link in the show notes. Yeah, yeah. no any UV lights near him. <laughs> and we won't stop the sex leopard thing again. Yeah. So, okay, <laughs> that went a bit. Only slightly better than the beginning that we. Yeah, we've already never. re-recorded. Legally, we wouldn't be allowed to release. <laughs> <laughs> I think we could, unless we really wanted to upset a few people. Um. So, year in review. Do we want to do some new releases? Anything new? Is there anything new? Uh, the uh, tint set, did we cover that? Tint set? Tint. Tint. I don't think we did. Tint. You got one, didn't you, Terry? I got one as a prize at um, Blood and Glory. I've opened I it up to use the price. three little spatulas thingies, the spreader tools you get from it, and I stuck my labels on the, the tints because they come 
without the labels on. You've got to like build the set yourself. It's like they just gave up and went, put the stickers in the box, let him do it himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they're for how many spatula fools you put in a pot. No, they? I mean the actual names of the paints aren't on the paints. They're just a list of them on a sticky bit of paper and, and you have to peel them all off yourself. and label all your pots yourself. That's very oh, okay. But they're for um, making your own paint pots, aren't they? Yeah, then there's like a sheet with probably like 50 little squares of each colour and then, yeah, you put like two parts red, two parts white and you the put best the little stickers. The thing is just watch Duncan because he does a video on it. Yeah. and But but the beginning you're like, tint set, what's this rubbish? By the end of it you're like, I'm going to buy one. I'm going to make my, my metallic blue paint. I don't know, <laughs> I don't think I would ever would have bought it. It's just nice that I've got it because I can have a little play of it. I'm tempted I to think, see what it does to the washes. I think the tints are just, they're just inks, aren't they, really? No, but, well, I don't know. They're just like pigment, aren't they? That you can they're really, like. I thought they were ink originally, but they're like really thick paste pigment. But yeah. isn't that just the same as what inks do when you use like the tones to change the colours? But well, I don't know. I don't know. I'd be interested I'd, in to play around with one. I, I've yeah. got the set, and I haven't looked at it to be honest. I don't. I'm not quite sure where you get free spatulas. I don't know if they were just trying to make it up to thirty quid. Yeah, possibly. I mean, surely you only need one, right? I don't know. They're quite flimsy, actually, the little spatulas. I, I'd like them, but I could see you actually breaking them. I've had mine for ages. I use it for putting my textured paint on it. It's fine. It's it's by design it's like that because, yeah. you know, it needs to be flexible. It's flexy. I've I started think it's using good. it to put the um the water effect on my, like, lavery bases. So it's, Ooh, I've got lava. something out of it. It works. It's a new mm. thing. Ooh. No, it's the pink lava stuff, the slime. Oh, it's not lava. Well, it's like pink goo, slime, lava, thing. I don't know, for water effects. That's what Bubbles. it is. Huh? Sure you just don't just gloss varnish it. It'd be a lot easier. No, no, no. To build up the texture so you don't get the flat base underneath it. Because if you, like, you, on the normal base, you have like the speckly texture, yeah, you don't do, you, yeah. on like a round. Yeah, so it covers that and smooths it out. I use PVA for that. Yeah, it's I put PVA on yeah. top of it afterwards. It makes it nice and thick and gives it a bit of depth. But I don't know. It's just, just my method. Top hobby tip. Yeah. Definitely trim a few stages off that, I reckon. So is Tint a new thing? Is that a new set? How new is that? Newish? Um, not, not new. A couple months? Think. Month? Excel yeah. spray cans? Yeah. Oh, if you haven't seen the video that Duncan did for the extra large spray cans, and the one Rob did actually before it, where he talks to it in like a really... Like a Calvin Klein advert. Yeah. Like, but the one with well, Duncan... Lifting his his big black weights and that little guy with his little tin of white Corax, <laughs> it's quite funny. Are you um so Byron? What about all the Christmas sets? Do you want to talk about those? No. <laughs> they're really good value. They are. They're great. They're some of the best sets ever designed, and that's why they've made the square root of fuck all of them. <laughs> well, I shouldn't go so, to you, should I? Because I just have to edit you. Is, <laughs> I guess we do need to cover this, don't we? So, not enough of some of the best Christmas releases, Christmas Christmas releases, Games Workshop have ever designed in terms of really well thought out armies and bundle boxes and uh, great ways to start the hobby. They were designed and they were built and produced or, or whatever, and the amount that's produced is about three in the world, it seems so. It's a real shame. If anyone wants them, they are now like rocking horse shit, and I'm not quite sure what's happening, but it was uh, normally an element we have a discussion of how many of these can we physically fit in and how many can we afford, but the discussion this year was, oh, oh, (laughs) 
Oh, <laughs> you just don't so, uh, have any. Yeah, um, really, really weird because everything in recent times has been from a retailer perspective, not to go into it too much, but to deal with Games Workshop are just coming on leaps and bounds and they've got, uh, like, they're supporting their products better, some of them getting longer release windows if it's a particularly significant one. Um, they're backed up in, like, digitally and in print better and and then this has just felt like a little bit of a, a, a wobble. Well, a fairly big wobble, but um, oh, I've been assured it. Yeah, definitely. I've been assured it is a wobble, so come the new year, things should be back in order. But if you're trying to get hold of... What's the not Island of Blood called? The, oh, Fire um, of Storm. Fire of Dawn? Yeah, that's a really good idea. Uh, good luck finding one. And then every single one of the bundle boxes for 40k and Frager Sigmar, they're all really good ideas, and best of luck with finding one. <laughs> Silver Death one's really good value. Uh, yep. It's amazing. Yeah. They're all good, though. The Iron Jaws one was really good as well, wasn't it? All of them, I think they've... It looks like they've spoken to people about what they should contain. Um, yeah quite carefully and they've they've actually been well thought out i um i'm denied with buying a silver f1 direct from gw because i knew you were having issues um and i had it like in my cart and i thought oh, i'll sleep on it next day they're out of stock and i was like oh that's made my mind up then not doing them <laughs> so uh i keep being tempted but i i know i shouldn't because i've got too much to do anyway um so just a reminder if you want some dice and you want some mugs you can get the facehammer ones from Element. So, uh, Christmas! Yeah, and it helps support us, and they're really cool. Um, they look good with mulled wine in them, so you should definitely get one. <laughs> definitely. I've, I use my uh, facehammer mugs a lot. I put them in the dishwasher, the print doesn't come off. So, no, they're like, really good. So. Mine's been printed dishwasher about eight times. Yeah, yeah mine, yeah. oh god, mine's been tested way more than that. It's, uh, <laughs> it's still exactly the same. So, quite happy with those. So, uh, if you guys want to treat yourselves and help us, then go over to Element. Uh, and get a mug or some dice. Or yeah, just search for Face Hammer and then everything which is Face Hammer branded, the dice, the mugs, they'll all come up in the same page. Also, yeah. um, everyone should check out the Element Essentials because Byron gave me um, some static grass and some of the sort of like the brush bundles to look at. And um, yeah, just really good quality. Um, this, I mean, there's only so much you can talk about static grass, but I just think good, good value for what it is. Definitely. Yeah, we popped all the brushes stuff. together. Popped all the brushes together in the same packet as well. So if you want to get get all of them at once, if you've never tried them, or you just want to get them because they're a bit better value, then we've we've bracketed the regiment, the character, and the stubby detail together, which is pretty much everything you should ever need. Yeah, yeah. apart from maybe like a, a massive terrain one or a. I think you. Like, I always find that I need a, a slightly bigger brush that I care less about for doing yeah. dirty washes and base coats. But yeah, that's just the way I paint. I'm a bit of a messy painter. So I kind of I kind of make a mess and tidy up as I go back round, <laughs> rather than do it neat in the first time, which is probably a bad way to paint. But at least I don't get gaps between colours. Um, yeah, so cool to do that. I've just bought a whole new set of brushes. Actually, I got myself some Element ones, and I got myself some extra, slightly larger brushes for uh, for doing uh, big washes and things because I like my uh, my all over washes and things like that. So. I got like the GW wash brushes. I think they're pretty solid. Yeah, they yeah, are. The shade brushes are really good. I think. I think they're probably out of all the ones in their sets. I think they're probably the ones that are the most, the most perfect for purpose. I quite like the base coat brushes just because they're, they're like flat, flat with a tip. They're a weird, like yeah, triangle, like long triangle shape, aren't they? Yeah, 
I, I I'm quite, really quite a good, good fan uh, of the Artificer, uh, the Artificer brushes too. I think they're pretty cool too. I've been using them for for detail, just like the odd bits and pieces. No, I, I like. I mean, for me, like the the kind of the base brushes are nice because you can kind of just like stab your model with them and not really give a shit about the brush, <laughs> which is a a good thing when you're just trying to do like dirty base coats and you're in that stabbing is the best way to base coat yeah. like you you should be you should be prodding anyway because yeah. your paint doesn't get scooped into it doesn't get like like butter on toast it doesn't get caught in the recesses and end up really uh-huh. thick and never drying yeah that's what i meant so they're quite got quite a nice point for that so uh top set there you go stabby stab <laughs> paintbrush don't do that with your Windsor and Newton or your uh, Element Game stubby, though. <laughs> it might ruin it. <clears throat> so um, that's all we're going to talk about, new releases and stuff. So nothing that exciting happening. So 2016 is almost over. It's been a year of Age of Sigmar. It's seen... been a weird year. <laughs> it's only got better, hasn't it? Let's face it. We've we've gone from the Masters using... It was Clash, wasn't it? Clash Comp? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, sort of. Clash comp was just kind of dying out. Then we had the uh, rather excellent South Coast comp. I would say that. (laughs) (laughs) Not uh, not a single hole in it. No one got bitter about anything. (laughs) Nobody got upset about about um, six stone horns or whatever or the round gate scenario. (laughs) Hey, no, I've good. got a, I've got a DM from Johnny Brock this week saying um, that they've been trying General's Handbook and they're like, yours points are so much better. Um, I don't necessarily agree, but I just, <laughs> I think when he's playing, he says that he can't beat his son anymore with his corn and he's using Nurgle. And he's saying, what advice do you give me? And I just said, collect something else. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably not good advice. Well, no, it that's, that's probably Fair. the best advice. <laughs> Get modern. Put that compendium in the bin. Not that it's using yep. it, but anyway. Um, so, yeah, we uh, it's the beginning of the year. We've seen some quite radical changes. Almost the start of the year was the community driving the uh, the hobby. You know, lots of big names doing that, and uh, then GW come along and uh, and yeah, did something pretty amazing for me anyway because I got to be up in. Uh, Warhammer World and uh, in the design studio and help see the General's Handbook back in March, I think it was, or February. Um, and just been, you know, obviously July was crazy. That's when it all, all hit, wasn't it? All the battle tomes and everything. A yeah. billion releases. <clears throat> Possibly an oversaturation, I think, at the time. I mean, it, it felt great. It felt like things were being supported, but it was really hard to keep up. Yeah. and um, I mean, we've seen... Some crazy stuff, haven't we? Like um, Silver Tower, then all the stuff like going to Warhammer Fest and it being completely open and you know really transparent and just. And then we've had, you know, the the Warhammer TV Warlords, the Warlords of coverage. Yeah. Then we, you know, we've done our own event this year as well. Yeah, the Face Hammer GT. So we've got uh, Warhammer Live as well, which is a thing. Um, that Big that step launched, for the community. Yeah, massive step. And uh, you know, I I I've um, I watched the the whole first um, Age of Sigma when I got in from work, and I sat and ate my tea, and I watched all of that. I haven't watched the other days, uh, but I subscribed through my 
Amazon Prime subscription, which is quite nice through Twitch. Cool. Um, did you guys watch any of it? Uh, I saw a little bit of Rob uh, Rob Croach's game on like playback, and uh, a little bit of the um, sort of like the a little bit of the Phil Kelly interview the other day with uh, with Rob uh, on the forty k day. But um, I just had too much going on to sort of like sit down and watch it properly, which is a bit a shame but i did subscribe because i felt like it's something that for five pound a month i'm definitely gonna get the benefit out of eventually so you know i didn't really see i, I sort of like wish joe luck as well because joe's like a top bloke for his game i really I wanted joe will. to beat will but i don't yeah. think joe played very well <laughs> he fell for the uh all those two years liberators let me uh let me pop up half you know one of my well we won't ruin it you can go watch yeah, it but go watch it yeah so <laughs> that was uh it was a little bit uh one-sided the game but they did uh draw it out so, Terry, did you watch it? Yeah, yeah, I watched it. There was it, it. It was good. There was a few things that I spoke to Rob about. I sent him some messages and said, you know, you could. This would be cool. You know, like to see this. It's a good first show, but these are some. You know, this could be interesting. Have a think about that. He's pretty um, receptive, isn't he? To um, I yeah. Think well, it, I think all those yeah, guys he, want is to for it to become the best thing it possibly can. So he knows that yeah, like some of us watch a ton of streams as well. Yeah. So. From I watch a lot of League of Legends streams and stuff they do, the way they commentate would relate to what he does. So it's all it's all good knowledge. Yeah, I was quite impressed. Um, the difference between watching that and watching some of the event coverage, like they were a lot more geared up on the rules. Because before you watch like some of the event coverage, because they don't really know the armies are not prepared, they're not really hundred percent sure what's going on. But in this, they were a lot more switched on with. Like what the units did and stuff, and they had some cool graphics and stuff. But yeah, the I cool graphics awesome. were a nice touch. I mean, let's be honest. This time last year, it was like some sort of like social media black hole, and now we've got live Warhammer on, on a subscription base three days a week. Yeah, on the so, telly, <laughs> on the you can have on your telly. So uh, it's a bit of a big step forward. Anyone who's uh, got Amazon as well, you can get your subscription for free. Yep, because you got Prime, so you can just do it through Prime. It's awesome. That's what I did. So get a little blue blue crown icon, whatever that means. But hey ho, I haven't um, worked out how to do it yet. I'll get there. <laughs> you just click on the um, thing and the thing. It took me a while. Um, I was trying to. I realised that I put my name with lowercase um, initials, and I was like, oh, I can't change it. Brilliant. Oh well, <laughs> I'll just live with it. So that's there's a lot happened this year. So from you guys, then was there anything this year that you'd want to talk about? Which I mean, obviously we've done podcasts and we've talked about a lot of stuff throughout the year. But if you had to pick something that was like your, I don't know, best bit, like your oh, your best bit, what would it be? What What do you mean by best bit? Like best event? Best could be anything. Just just um... a highlight. There's a couple of highlights I think this year for like all of us. I think for me in like particular, I'm not sure about you know Terry and stuff, but like I, I think for me, like you know coming second at Safe Coast um, with my Stormcast army, yeah, painting, yeah, painting, yeah, going to the Masters for the first time, yeah, even um, though you were sick of the dog, yeah, even though I was dying, um, you know, winning best painted at Warlords, Bastard. you know, coming coming first in the Firestorm Fours event with Stormcast and, and you guys. Being in White Dwarf? Being in White Dwarf magazine. I've had a pretty good year. You've been alright this year, haven't you? Yeah, I've had, a, I've had a pretty good year, to be honest. 2016 worth all the bitching year. and moaning about painting dragons. Yeah, oh, Dracos and Dwarf. It was worth it. <laughs> it was worth it. <laughs> Definitely worth it, you know? So um, Picking up a prize with a silver knife. Any? Do you have any regrets from this year? Is anything that you wish you'd done and you hadn't? 
I, I wish I'd got the Stormcast finished sooner. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also wish that sort of like after Firestorm 4s, I sort of like the the gaming took a massive backseat for me. Yeah. Just generally, like we did Firestorm 4s and then I, I did, we paint, I, I sort of concentrated on painting for South Coast. And then sort of like after that, I, I do the same thing I do every year, which is I paint an army for South Coast and then I switch off on the gaming. Um, and I think that I, you know, I probably let myself slip a little bit from where I was it, with competitive one. So How many what, games have you played this, this year though, Les? Because when, when people hear your number, they, they might be inclined to think that you're, you're a bit mad. <laughs> A bit bad. What? How many? What? How a many games mad. I've played? Yeah, or how, how many, many games you played with Sylvaneth? With with Sylvaneth, I've played ten. With, with, with Stormcast. Stormcast, I played one hundred and thirty-eight games this year. Yeah, so people could see why you might want to. Wow, that's a lot. That is a, a lot. It's a lot of games, right? Um, and you know, yeah, I I I felt like at the start of the year, I, I was there or thereabouts, and I think I kind of took my eye off the ball a little bit in after Safe Coast. Um, so I was a little bit disappointed in myself with that. That's probably a regret. I should have been a bit more focused on the gaming. But I, I kind of don't care enough about the gaming, if that makes sense. We've talked about it quite a lot like off the air. Yeah. Us, but so I, do you think I, that's something you'd want to fix for next year? Is that your focus um, in 2017? I'd like to be a bit more competitive on the table. Um, but I mean, What does that I mean? Because that needs, that needs explaining for some listeners, doesn't so it? So for, for me, I'd like to think that at the moment I'm a mid-table player massively um, and that is down to the fact that I genuinely don't really care much about the games. I want to have a fun game with the, my opponent and enjoy sort of like the experience. Um, unless and, you're playing me. Unless I'm playing you and then I want to <laughs> smash you. But like, it, but that's the problem. Isn't it? I think I, I'll turn up to a table and I'll play someone I've never played before and I, I sort of like want to get to know them and have a laugh and a joke and then I don't really focus on the gaming because I'm talking and like getting to know the person and I, I think I need to find the balance of being able to, to get to know the person and have an enjoyable two and a half hours of them Do you need to start also... playing an army that's got more rules than it's got twigs? <laughs> yeah, there is that but, but, <laughs> but, 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 but yeah, I also just want to be able to, to play a bit better, you know I think it's, what, I'm four years on the war machine now, I think Yeah, so, so what, it'd be nice you... to could set a, a target for next year oh, thing is though it's like you know yeah i'd like to win another paint i'd like to pick up a couple more painting trophies i'd like to compete painting wise but i'd like to be consistently finishing in the top sort of like 20 like i did at the start of the year so what are you going to set the, the aim of masters or i'd like to go to the masters that i mean i just mistaked this year by sort of like a couple of bad finishes so you know, you Warlords... your, your goal then is in the masters on merit next year yeah, and the Masters on Merit next year. That'd be nice, I think. Yeah? Yeah, Masters on Merit, and I, I'd like to do... I think that's achievable. Know, I mean, you've I'd been like to do a around the outskirts, you? I'd like to do a top 20 at South Coast as I, well. I reckon the competitive tournament scene next year is going to be well fierce. I reckon there's going to be some really strong players next year. Just gonna, new people joining the scene, get people better, getting better. Great, I think yeah. it's going to get amazing. But it's already amazing. It's just going to get better. I, I, I think it's going to get better. Okay. So... Les Martin, the Masters, two thousand. I'd like to go. Yeah, two thousand seventeen. There you go. So top fifteen in the rankings. Yeah, well, I was there most of the year, wasn't I? So yeah, yeah. yeah. Just dropped off on the last last two events. There you go. I think that's that's pretty good. What about uh, you, Byron? What's your best kind of gaming or highlight of the year from an Age of Sigmar point of view? So I quite liked. Uh, I guess that's not actually. Is that of this year? Oh, I was gonna—I was gonna say being like um, 
<laughs> so like I like the fact that I learned Age of Sigma at a tournament. Like and I turned up and I didn't know what was going on and uh, that kind of feeling that I got having my first game against mine that's kind of persisted with the people I've played um the attitude of the games I've played um my opponents uh, me like everyone it, it just it's felt really really nice and positive and uh, there's been games or opponents that I've gone into maybe maybe worrying about more than I should have thinking like oh is it, is it going to be dodgy or whatever and I've just had such a positive experience of gaming in general um I still haven't practiced with anything or played a game outside of a tournament. You're in the Masters. Well, yeah. <laughs> How did well, that you happen? are. <laughs> Good finish at Blood and Glory. Yeah, I think yeah, so. Contention, yeah? yeah, yeah, I did. And if I finished my army, I would have come fourth. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I think, like, to, to touch on that, and that was going to be my next thing, I want to play lists that play how I play better. Yeah. So not, not only do I I want to rock up to the table and I don't mean like become some alien retentive, non-conversational uh, brick on the opposite side of my opponent with a load of charts, but I want to go into something maybe with an overall idea of how I should play a little better. Um, and, I mean, just be and, more prepared, right? Uh, I, I wouldn't even... More kind of, yes. Yeah, but kind of, yes, but I, I think I'm only capable of being prepared with the right type of list. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, so you want you want a list that suits you. Yeah, exactly, Ooh, and I don't you. I don't think I, I could I could be given the most powerful list available, and if I don't find it interesting, if it doesn't have certain characteristics, I don't think I do very well with it. That, um, that is, to be honest, that is the biggest issue with netlisting, that people who take other people's <clears> lists and play it and go, oh, I didn't do very well with it because it doesn't suit them. Yeah, like some people are overly cautious, therefore should be playing one type of list. Yeah. Like I for me, I love YOLO list, but I probably need to rein it back a little bit. <laughs> like I I do I live for the YOLO list, but um I don't think that encourages me to play well necessarily. Um and yeah, I Problem is I most want... of your YOLO lists have been uh, you only live twice because you've had the uh, the ring, right? <laughs> I've had no rings. No, no that's rings. true. I was just trying to make a joke, but it's fine. It was a good ring. It was a good ring. Um, so, yeah, I want to be going to events with lists that play more how I should play. And I don't think I necessarily need to prepare. I just need to prepare more than none. Yeah, uh, I don't, that's I don't, I don't mean like, like completely math it out. I just mean that just not be like painting till like two in the morning the night before. And yeah, well, that you've not even written yet. Like, yeah, like well, that... in your car on the back of a, I don't know, an envelope or something. I don't know. That's the times I've done the best this year, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, so yeah, I, I I want to play a list that suit me better. Think about it a bit more, but I do want to, I want to try and and keep with the that accidental good form that I've had uh, in the events this year, and and also make sure like. We've not got as much of a community based around the gaming centres I'd like, and I'd like to see if we could get more people and more events in and stuff like that as well. And that's not necessarily for me. Like, I might end up involved in the running of them or stuff like that. But the hobby's in such a good place, I feel like, and I think a lot more people are running tournaments and feeling like they should support it, and that's probably following mm. the lead that Games Workshop have set. Like, things feel more positive and kind of community-spirited at the moment. Do you... And I would also have to paint a competitive army <laughs> properly. Oh, okay, so is that your resolution then to paint a 
an army up to a high standard, a competitive army up to a high standard, and finish it's, it. Yeah, and... it's to paint up to a high standard and finish it, but not to set a bar that's so high that it makes me want to kill myself and that I get yeah. demotivated. And treading that line, I find really difficult. Always, oh, it's very done. hard because you're you've almost went into a single uh, miniature painter mode and then trying to do that over an army. And it's yeah. like if you scaled this... it back a bit, you it'd be less painful, and you'd have a nice army. As a result, it probably looks more consistent. Definitely. I mean, I've I've got this thing where I've got what might be for me my Mona Lisa, and it's just sat there making me hate life, uh, yeah. being my being my high elves. And that's because I put more amount of time into each of those models than is sensible for me to ever do again, potentially. And if I did do something like that, I'd have to do it through like a slow grow. 500 points like escalation league or something that they just made honest, it AOS is the perfect game to add things slowly and it do is, things absolutely. at a time if you're in your own faction you can just use what you've got and just keep adding to it new stuff that eventually replace everything yeah exactly so I I really want to do that I don't know what that army would be or whatever and then my kind of outside of the normal aims my third aim is to set up a proper hobby area uh, for the first time ever, because I've never had a dedicated, like, absolutely designed for purpose one. Yeah, it does. I've just painted a, a kitchen table and um, and stuff like that. And all of my best painting has been done under like under a good lamp and with nice paints and good brushes. But it's been done at somewhere that I've got to set up and then put away when I've finished for the night. So. I want to get a good desk and a good like a good light set up and some cabinets and, and stuff so like that. And I think I might blog it. So oh, that would be awesome. So if you're setting a goal, though, your goal for 2017, then, is to paint an award-winning competitive army? Yeah, I don't think that should be asking too much as long as, I, as, long as it's a striking one. So you've... Just, just one thing for me. You've played Death, you've played Destruction, and you've played a bit of Order... Anything that you prefer out of the three? Is there one that Death. grabs you more? Death. Death. All the way. Like, Death. absolutely. Um, I I can't... The thing is, when I played my Destruction Army, I enjoyed... I'm not sure if you guys have this. Like, I enjoyed it on the day, but looking back on it, I don't feel... Feels a bit shallow. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't even know if it's that, because I had really good games, but I just... I remember it like it was worse than it was... A, and I'm not saying it was bad, but I just want to play other stuff more. And I, I've, I've tried to think, like, figure this out myself, and I just qu- can't quite. I literally can't quite understand why it is that I formed this opinion. But I just, I would, I really enjoyed Death definitely on the day. I enjoyed Destruction on the day, but I would rather be playing Death now. Yeah, I think for me, Death's one of those factions that you can spend a lot longer kind of list list crunching on them. Yeah, there is really hard to play well as well. Like you, um, it's it's forgiving in certain ways. Like your core comes back if it doesn't all get killed. Your skeletons and your zombies uh, and your your flesh eaters uh, if you're doing it in that way. But I do think they're not very. You've got to be thinking turns ahead in a way that you mm. might not necessarily have to do with other lists. And you're you're right about the building. Like there's some nuances there that. Of course, most lists have a, an X or a Y, and they've got 800 points of Mongol and Zombie Dragon or, 
or whatever. I think a lot of but, people haven't really got to grips with the death faction. There's, I find a lot of people have been kind of do, skirting around the same units, but nobody's really explored the different combinations <laughs> in the book. And yeah, no one's rocked out death rattle and then piled in with yeah. 180 zombie attacks that cost nothing to do or whatever. So it's not death rattle, uh, skeleton attacks. Yeah. I do think there's some stuff there. But yeah, I'd like to I'd like to expand my collection of death and then as a mini aim I'd like to learn how to use hex rates. Alright, cool. <laughs> like, take them to an event and actually use them, but that might require for them to be repointed at some point if that's ever gonna happen. That's like, if there's good. if there's gonna be an independent event with different points, then maybe there's something that would go down because I just want to take bigger things more. <laughs> well we'll uh, <laughs> we'll see. Um so I think that kind of sums up your bit. So, Terry, do you have uh, your kind of highlights for 2016? Finishing an army. Yeah. Hey. Have you finished doing all the rust effects on the play bear swords? Yeah. Nice. They were they were blood and glory. They would like more to do to it. No, they were done. done Um, I could wear the storm fiends. There's always more with them. There's always more to do, isn't there? I thought. Yeah, I think you got to leave them. Like that, yeah. I, I think I just got to move on now. I'm working on other stuff. I've work, been working on the the super secret, not so super secret project any anymore. Well, it's a keeper of secrets. It's a keeper of secrets, which I posted some pictures of, and I've got a, a basically a snatch army. I've been working on for some months now. Uh, some new Skaven stuff, some Bloodbound stuff. Some, there's all sorts of stuff I've got on my desk that I'm working on. I can't. I can't decide on one thing. I've got 60 blood letters as well that I'm working on. Um, I've just got so much stuff that I want to do. It sounds like you've decided on chaos, though. <laughs> yeah, I might <laughs> I mean, out of chaos. anything, you, you're kind of in chaos, aren't you? Yeah, I've got 30 plague bears on my shelf there that I'm looking at as well. They're not my ones, are they? I still need those back. Yeah, I stripped them down and put them, resprayed the black. <laughs> oh, they were dipped and everything. Uh, right. No, uh, uh, they're in my box still in the car. Yeah. I found your games as well. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> On a side note. I'll get them back at some point. Yeah, uh, Master. Borrow them back off Terry because he would have had them longer than you. The way <laughs> Technically, he's had them longer than you, so therefore they're his. No. I've only it. used them at one event. It's fine. Um, no one's square. Yeah. Getting my army finished and getting a nomination and then losing out to Les at Warlords is pretty good. Um, if I had to lose to someone, it was probably going to be in there, wouldn't it? So a narrow loss as well, wasn't it? Yeah, it was very close. But you what, did the pick pa- up the a guide. painting award, haven't you? I did. I I got Blood and Glory. I got two at there. And then I got one at Warlords as well for War Machine, which is still still felt like a bit of a you know, it's a small be, field, but I'll take it. got to be in it to win it, haven't you? Yeah. Um, be I'll be best, entering uh, that one again. So yeah, the what the category to win. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. I finally got a decent podium as well after coming forth mm-hmm. for many many events this year. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It sounds like though. a bit like oh I've come forth again. Oh another fourth place. It's like just sounds a bit dickish to keep saying oh I'm so annoyed with fourth all the time. But I just it was getting to the point where it's like I was I'm never going to get back on the podium. And then we had a team event which we won, so that was all right. And then we had a doubles tournament which he got me back on the podium, so it's fine. Yeah. Um. It's my fault. And then, yeah, and then you started off now, so I'll probably uh probably uh podium the Masters, podium the Heat, win South Coast. Ooh, that, it's all is unfolding that Terry, now, isn't it? Terry winning the Masters, is that what you're saying there? Oh, I've almost done it once, but I don't I think that was it. That was my opportunity and I, I made a mistake and lost it and I think that was it for me. Oh, I, don't know. So I I think winning the Masters is such a 
it's such a weird feel. It's, so it's just luck. random, isn't it? It's so, so random who you're going to play because you could take a super like amazing list that will beat 15 out of the 16 armies there, and in the first round you'll draw the one person you can't beat, and then you're done. That's a tiny event. You're gonna you're gonna face 50 yeah. percent of the field. So if there's three lists there that are your kryptonite, there's a very good chance that two of your games get screwed. Yeah, I, d- I just don't know if you can make a list that can beat all the other lists there because so many people are going to have wacky it's things. Like, it's like any event. You've got to go there with a decent list and it will come down to luck of the draw and a bit of luck on the table. Yeah. Always the and you've just got to play well. But... Well, but everyone there plays well, don't they? I mean, yeah. there isn't there isn't many many times when I play a game and I go, oh, I made a massive mistake there. Um, happens occasionally, but I find most of the games that, you know, when you've got two top players, it all comes down to those small margins and just where it where it goes, you know. Yeah. Um, but Blood and Glory was a brilliant event for me as well. I, I think that was some of my best Warhammer I played. Um, I did it in the right way as well, so that was... So what's your kind of... So you're sort of saying Blood and Glory is your highlight and Warlord's because that was when you had your army out for the first time and you were on the yeah. stream and stuff and you closely lost out to winning. Um, any regrets from the last 12 months? Um, Anything you wish you could go back and change or something you pro- didn't Probably do? not do that sarcastic interview on Warhammer TV where <laughs> I, went, I just want to smash people's faces Because <laughs> I was cool. joking about it with Rufio and he was like, that was so funny. I'm like, yeah, it was fine. And then everyone on the internet went, oh, this guy's a dick! Because obviously they don't know I was joking, so obviously it came across in the wrong way. Well, but, you know, that's yeah, immortalized. But I've got to be the villain sometimes, so you know, it's fine. Thing is, this, you, you can't please everyone. Like the internet's no. a big place, you know. If you, it's, you know, if they don't like you, then you know, or didn't like, didn't take it as a joke, then you know, yeah, fuck them. So, <laughs> any um, uh, resolutions for next year then? Uh, yeah, finish this new army I'm working on. Oh, finish another um, army that's compete. two armies in two years are you crazy I man I might finish two armies next year you one can't use any of the models in your existing army in the new army um, Sal the Faithless may or may not be in there because he's still finished you'd have to bet <laughs> another one for it to count I think I might <laughs> put a highlight on him <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just one highlight or put, put some freehand on him or something so He'll probably fit in because he's, you know, he's pretty solid. Uh, one of my warp lightning cannons will probably remain in the list because I still think they're a solid choice at the moment. Um, we'll just see how the meta changes, really, but it, it might all change. You know, there might be no room for it. I think plague bearers will probably still be in there because they're. So basically, you're not painting anything new. Um, a Slanesh army five. and a corn army and a bloodbound army. That's pretty deep. Bit... Okay. I'm painting about six thousand points of stuff easily minimum next year. Upset okay, it. so six thousand points worth. It's not of new six thousand points of demons that isn't the stuff he's already got. Yep, and I've got Archeon in there as well. Who I want to paint? I'd like to compete for the miniature painting at South Coast. Okay, yeah, that's good. Um, that's what I'm doing this year. Yeah, I want to compete for that and paint best painted at South Coast and try and win South Coast. So just a podium at South Coast and a and a potential painting award. Those that will be my goal. Um, okay. And I want to try and stay number one as long as possible as well. (laughs) That's a good answer. I've got it back again now. You took it from me for a couple of months. I've got it back. So I want to try and keep hold of it for a bit. Yeah, I'll give you a go. Yeah. How close is your competition? 
Ben, I think Johnson's like less than a point behind me or something. Yeah. So I think there was a close. point when I was like point, like 0.75 or something stupid behind you. Yeah. At one point. But, you know, you can't obviously go to South Coast or Face Hammer, yeah, which are two massive scoring events that other people in that top 16 have good finishes at. Yeah, tell me about it. So, <laughs> I think, I think, well, and what what did Johnson come at um, Face Hammer? Second or Second. third there? So, that got him a lot of points because that yeah. was a 60 player event, wasn't it? So, more than that, yeah. Yeah, 70 odd. But, yeah, no, so it'd be, it'd be good for you to pick up some more big, big events, wouldn't it? I mean, I, um... I wrote down a quick list. Here for what we've got at the start of next year, we've got Masters, the Heat okay. One, Firestorm Fours, Partners in Chaos, Sheffield, and then Chris Tomlin's event, whatever that one's called, Burn something. Yeah. Oh yeah, Burning we rusty good tickets that. I'm not in that though. Yeah. Ah, you'll get in, I'm sure. But that's six of six events at the start of next year. It's going to be so busy. Yeah, I'm gonna, I can see me being single if I fucking pull all those. <laughs> fine, mate. <laughs> fine. Fine. <laughs> be fine. Totally fine. You've got some painted names, rough. that might work out well. It'd be fine. Um, but yeah, and, and continue on my my way of play style I've had recently. Uh, Blood and Glory, nice it cap. sort of came, came through, whereas I was being not too nice, I think. But I got that. Yeah, right. it's like, what's... You, Terry, like... No one ever says he was too much of a gent. That's not a sentence yeah. that exists in the world. You can, mm. you can pull people up on stuff the right way. Don't being nice is something that people don't associate with you, so I think you should probably take... Hey, I'm always nice your, your, I am sarcastic, though. Well, yeah, but you're like, you know, it's just, what I'm trying to say is that Blood and Glory, you did it the right way, man. And Yeah, yeah like, no, definitely. You should just continue to take it, take that and go forward with it. You know, yeah, when you say, I'm, I'm too nice. Too hard. Yeah, just, yeah. you know, we all, you know, like, you're obviously... We've all seen your smile. But, yeah, I don't. Or lack it's of natural for me. I know that's what I, mean. that's what I was saying. <laughs> you always look so happy. Yeah, always. That's what I. That's what. That's a word I used to describe Terry. Happy. <laughs> In that way. <laughs> happy. Yeah. What about you, Russ? Said. What, what about you? What are you going? What's your goals for next year? My goals for next year. Should I talk about the last year, or should I just go straight? Oh, to they it? talk about talk about. Yeah, no one cares. You won a lot of events. You won loads of events. I don't care. You, you dry brush an army. You know. Yeah, that was that was many highlights with a dry brush <laughs> this year. Um, to be honest, I was quite happy with my Bloodbound and how they turned yeah, out. I, I, um, I think they look and I think for me, what was good, what I've done last year was a lot of getting armies on the table to play with quickly, um, play games. And I played my most successful factions actually order, bizarrely. Um I, I've I've dabbled a lot with different lists, and I've played a bit of everything. I haven't really touched destru- destruction very much, and to be honest, I'm a bit reluctant to seeing how it kind of is playing out at the moment. I don't really like a lot of the competitive and bunny ears destruction lists. Yeah. Um, but for me, last year is so much really. Um, the way the South Coast pack went down. And that the atmosphere at the event was amazing. Um, being part of the uh, General's Handbook, amazing. Um, being on the stream at Warlords, amazing. Um, Facehammer GT was a massive highlight for me. Um, it's just kind of encompassed everything that's amazing about Age of Sigmar. 
Um, just the people. I don't think that... I'll ever want to be at an event playing more than I did there. Yeah, it was it was fantastic, and even things like um, doing like Matt's stag do, and then oh, that was awesome. Yeah, yeah, and and even though I was really ill, um, and the but... wasp incident. Yeah, don't. <laughs> and then the um, but to be honest, like the um, just kind of the community. Uh, and every every event, even doing like New Dawn and um, having some really good competitive games with the right spirit. I don't think in all the years of playing Warhammer I've ever been happier on a gaming table than I have been in Age of Sigma. And that sounds really corny, but I've had some fantastic experiences on the table, um, even at even at Blood and Glory. Um, I can count the bad games on one one hand, um, basically. And it's only probably on one finger, um, but I think it's been a great year for the hobby, and it's really hard to pick one thing. Um, if I have to pick one thing to trump everything, it's probably being in the Game Workshop Design Studio as part of the General's Handbook, because you know. And I haven't even talked about Warhammer Fest because I thought that was awesome as well. Um, it's just been a great year. It's been a great year. Uh, yeah, there you go. But in terms of regrets Targets. for last year, uh, I regret not finishing an army to a high standard. Um, I did my elves, but that wasn't really last year. That was the year before, and they haven't really come out again, so nobody's really seen them, which is a bit weird, but the Grand Alliance order book kind of stopped them in their tracks. Um, I mean, because you double stack your Phoenix orders. Well, it changed all the keywords. So yep. it meant that the the list didn't really work anymore. Um, and I was really pleased I put the effort in, but it was probably like the wrong place to focus my energy. Um, and I've kind of spent the whole year not really knowing what I want to do. That's resulted in quite a lot of armies, though. Yes, it has, because I, I'm always doing something because I can't not do some hobby. But um, When you're not playing well. Yeah, that was a recent thing. That was because Legion. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, this last year I did a Flesh Eaters army, did my Corn army, I did my Elf army at the end of the, the year before. Um, I did the Beast Claw Raider army. Um, I've done... Built a Stormcast army. Built a Stormcast army. Started painting that. Um, you know, I've, I've got a lot of projects on the go, so it's not like... I haven't been idle, put it that way. Um... But I'm yeah, I'm really excited about 2017. And one thing I'm going to do is try and ground myself in one faction and one army, and uh, really focus on kind of getting my old collection and sprucing it up a bit and adding some bits to it. So I've got a lot of chaos, a lot of chaos, um, and I'm going to move away from the concept in Bunny's style um, and yeah, it'd be I'm nice good. to see you get get your uh, like you know the, a, a standard Russell Beal army on the table because we haven't seen that for a little while have we I mean I know your albs were but you know a, yeah. a new sort of like project I know perhaps maybe not undertake uh, something quite as drastic as your like your, your Black Chaos Warriors or your, your Nurgle army well I, but... think, I think the Nurgle army was a weird one because the Nurgle army was actually really fun and quick to paint and it's probably the best army I've ever done. 
Mm. Um, the Black Warrior Army was like a massive task, but I, I did it really inefficiently. Um, and when I look at the army now, I'm, I kind of don't, I'm disappointed with a lot of it. Which I know sounds stupid, but as when you paint something, you always know all the flaws in it. Oh yeah, 100%. Um, so I am going to be revisiting them. That's, that's the models I'm going to be using and some of my old demons. And I'm going to be sprucing them up a bit. Um, so I'm going to be playing around a little bit with Slaves to Darkness um, and Demons and just trying to play around in the Chaos Faction and I've got some Skaven kicking about which I'd quite like to do I've got like a, some Storm Vermin and a Warbringer and things but for me like Death's Death's a faction that keeps dragging like clawing me back into it and I really like the Death Faction but um, I'm definitely I'm definitely not going to be Doing the Stormcast as a tournament army anytime soon, um, yeah. and the destruction just doesn't really do it for me. I built like a whole Iron Jaws army, but I just can't. I don't know. There's something about destruction; it just doesn't quite grab me. So, so for 2017, goals is really more of the same um, and finish an army. I'm not. I, there's a lot of gaming I'm doing, but honestly, I've not gone into events and felt about. I want to win. I want to win. I want to, you know, I want to, I want to compete. I always want to compete wherever I do. I just want to feel like I can give my opponent a game on the table. Um, but I don't, I never go into things thinking, oh yeah, I want to smash this event. I want to win this event. Um, and it's been a really relaxed, competitive gaming feeling. Um, so I think it's good. And I, I'm just going to continue with that, really. I haven't got any particular achievements I want to achieve because I'd quite like to get an army in White Dwarf. That'd be good. Yeah, so, I think every year everyone, that's a really good one. Yeah, I think that was something I would love to do. Um, I haven't won a painting trophy for a long time, so I wouldn't mind I wouldn't mind competing at a Golden Demon, but I just don't think that's going to happen without me putting some serious effort in. If you, um, the thing is, if you put that goal up there, then that one goes up at the expense of a lot of others coming down or yeah. your like tournament attendance going down or, or anything like that. Cause it's such a mammoth mammoth task. Yeah. I think, um, it'd be nice to do a single miniature of some description. It's just a bit unfortunate that two of the events that do like a painting competition like that are two events run. that I run. So yep. I can't enter them. <laughs> so everyone, everyone should start doing yes, please. painting competitions. They should Would anyway, you? cause it's just good fun. So With it being judges' choice, though, at Safe Coast, is there no way that you, Wayne and Dan, could enter? You obviously not be in contention for the dagger, but be you know. But Do you mean enter... it being players' vote? Oh, players' choice, not judges' choice. Yeah, yeah. sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, potentially. We, we we yeah, judges' choice. That's free. Every year we just rotate round till we've all got a dagger. No, um, <laughs> we did we did discuss it last year. And we might enter this year, but then I haven't painted anything for it, so I've not prepared. So it's like I don't Probably feel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> yes and no. Because um, yeah. the problem is when I paint models, it's for armies. They're not for single miniature things. So they're not going to be as good as if I really concentrate on doing a single miniature. Um, and because I think the time I spent on that model, I could have painted like half an army. So yeah. I, I don't know. It always falls to the wayside. Like Byron was saying, I'd have to sacrifice something else to do it. And it's yeah. not really that high on my agenda. It's kind of like, oh, I'd like to do that, but I'm not like, it's not like a real, I haven't got a strong, ambitious drive for it. No. Um, but yeah, loads I'd like to do next year. Um, 
but we'll see. I don't really know. Like I kind of set myself short term goals as things crop up. So uh, it'd be nice to uh, it'd be nice to podium at the heat, but I just don't think I will because I don't think I'm going to have an army ready for it that I'm going to be happy with. I'll probably end up borrowing one of your armies, to be honest. I was going to say, I, so, I figured that you were going to be... Whatever I'm not taking, you will, right? Which is why you've been pestering me to do the well, Warrior Brotherhood. Get that Warrior Brotherhood paid <laughs> well, I don't know. You could, I don't mind taking as well. the like, uh, you could always, You've got, like, between the four of us, you've got a pretty decent selection of armies. Yeah, yeah. Army. <laughs> you got. There's a lot of chaos to choose from. Yeah, there is yeah that's true. Um, but I haven't, I haven't really decided what I'm taking to the heat. And I haven't decided what I'm taking to um, the Masters. So uh, uh, That's a discussion we had off air as well. Yeah. It? So, so, are you, uh, you in discussion Harry about Boring that on. right now? <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see. we'll see what 2017 holds. But um, yeah, I just want more of the same really. If we could do have a similar year to the last year, that would be amazing. Yeah, I know. So, Right, so I think what we're going to do now is take a break. Uh, we'll come back and we're going to then talk about some of the top lists that are doing well in the UK meta and how you can take them down. And if you're planning an army for 2017 and you want to make your mark on the tournament scene like Les does next year, what should you be thinking about when you're designing these lists? So we'll be back after this break. Peace. Facehammer is sponsored by Element Games. So for great customer service, all the latest Age of Sigmar releases at 20% off, and all your hobby needs, go to www.elementgames.co.uk. To support us directly, click through the banner on our website and let them know that you came from us. And we're back from the break. So, uh, 2017 um, is coming. It's just around the corner. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the current UK tournament meta. Some of the lists doing well. And if you were trying to build a army for 2017 over the Christmas period, what would you be doing? Or what should you be looking for um, in order to compete Um now you'll probably find you won't be able to get everything, but you need to make the consider these points. I think is probably the the best way to do it. Yeah. So, um, should we rattle off a few lists that we think are particularly competitive and people have some insight? I think some I mean, of them are we, fairly we can obvious. Them off. Yeah, we can rattle them just, off, or you could just Google, like you know, comparative Age of Sigma list. I think Destruction Min Max is there. Um, so you're talking about. A mixed Grumple list, basically. Destro, yeah, uh, Grumple yes, Tusk. Yes, yeah, you could. I think it's. I'm not like there must be a better name for it, but right. let's let's break it down then. The mis, mixed Destro Grumple list. What would you say is in that, Byron? What would we all expect to see in that on the table? Okay, then this? between th- either three or four Thunder Tusks or Stonehorns. I don't think yeah. the mix actually matters too much. There, like if people can argue about that amongst themselves. Yeah. Um, the one thing I will say is the moment you've got more than two Thunder Tusks, they become abhorrent to play against. Yeah. And there's some formations that are feel pretty pretty mental when you're playing against them. And then the intelligent, I think, the intelligent is in 
min-max approach to build out the rest of the army is how many bodies that actually do something can I get with my remaining points? So, Be um, it like a uh, mean clan or um, the cunning ruck savage orc um, guys. Potentially, I'm I'm not sure if you take cunning ruck in that list if it's just because the thing. Yeah, but the can... only reason you take it is not to do anything; is to give you free core units and put an artifact on one of your monsters. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I mean, you can get you can get a formation and all your battle line for about five hundred points. Yes. Yeah. So, so it's... I don't I don't think they do. I don't think they do much. I mean, my opinions on basic savage orcs. I know they are point for point for wound, one of the best things in the game. But I think they're crap. So for me, it's night goblins, uh, grots. Yeah, I, I think Moon Clan Grot Fanatic. Basically, we're talking about Maxime's list, aren't we? We to are. Be honest. 100%. Um, so that was three Thunderthust, one Stonehorn, the formation that lets them gain back wounds when they're in proximity to each other. That's not a formation. That's just what they do. Oh, that's just, yeah. oh, that's disgusting. Yeah. It's, <laughs> just, it's just what the Huskard oh, does. Uh, On a four up, he'll D3 for every other Huskard within add 18, add roll. one, and they can all do it. So you're tripling up on a two up. Yeah, okay. it's not oh. disgusting. That yeah. thing, I wasn't aware that it. Oh god, it's didn't even pay for that. Though. Wow, because you only need an artifact on the Stonehorn, so you you just go well. They're there to do their mortal wounds, be surrounded by grots and have fanatics, and the Stonehorn just rampages across around the board. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> yeah. So that's that. a list that you might face. I think that's yeah. going to be very popular at the heats next year. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm tempted. To, I'm tempted to buy and it. paint it just for heat one. Don't do it. I would like to play a different version of that list. Um, and I like how grots look. I love the models. I love painting them. They're one of the few things in the world that don't, I can don't paint. Don't start going, I love the models, so well. it's fine. It's a theme. It's a theme. I, um, it's called I got, My Opponent Doesn't Have Fun. I've got an idea like that supported by Forge World instead of by um, these right, core okay. raiders. So, um, mixed destruction. We're yeah. all about that kind of list. Uh, the Savage Orc Cunning Ruck. Uh, Bone Splitter Army. Do you think that's uh, the, thing? the base hammer trademark list? Million yeah. shots. Blah, yeah. Blah, 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 blah. yeah, I think that's still viable. There's Until they do something about it, those it's still really strong. And 700 hours to uh, to assemble and paint it is yeah. definitely a very, very strong option. There's another uh, obvious one. Yeah. Which is one like every event for the last... Warrior Brotherhood. There you go. Warrior Brotherhood. Warrior Brotherhood. So obviously There's a discussion to be... There's discussions we had about that one, I think. I am um, my, my favourite DM I've received recently was from Christian White asking me what's in the Warrior Brotherhood list. And you were like, the Warrior look Brotherhood the formation. Look at, look at the War Scroll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, I love you, Chris. <laughs> um, so I think that about covers destruction. Um, yeah, fully. <laughs> so what about um, what about we said order, didn't we? So, yeah. well, Warrior Brotherhood, obvious one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can we put Skyborn in there, or do you think it's had its time? Skyborn's had its day, I think. I, I think. Um... I still think you got to play to. You got to build a list that considers the fact that you're going to play against. You could just say dropping from the skies. But yeah, you, you prep for Warrior Brotherhood because it's stronger than Skyborn. If you can beat Warrior Brotherhood, you can beat Skyborn Slayers. Yeah, okay. Because yeah. Warrior Brotherhood's better, so you just plan for that one. It's Warrior Brothers more flexible, I think. Skyborn Slayers with the right list can be quite punishing the same way, like you know, with the prime and stuff. So. Still, so good in scenarios. Silver yeah. 
I think there. I think the Sylvaneth list that I took is going to be a. a thing. I, I think it's a Lariel list. You'll see mostly because I mean, oh. yeah, looked at Blood and Glory. They were everywhere. It's the Super Friends list, isn't it? Yeah. To, so to yeah. to clarify, that is a Lariel. Is Dirty. one a tree man ancient? Is there a root formation? No root formation. Yeah, that's yeah. oh god. It's the thing is that's one of the list that writes itself almost entirely. Yeah. Therefore, it's very easy for people to. You don't have to think it up, and you might you might end up netlisting by accident just because your hands are kind of tied. Yeah. So if but you oh, like, that's fancy warrior like brotherhood in a way because warrior yeah. brotherhood's like it's a formation. You put the formation in, you actually two thousand points. It does. Yep. Um, Absolutely. So, is there any other order lists that we can think of that we have? I don't think so. I think that's it, really, isn't it? There there, I don't think fire slayers are as competitive as they could no, be. They're not a thing. <laughs> um, and the actual elves themselves are kind of lagging behind in Empire. Of, I think the elves just... got ruined when the Grand Alliance book came out and split them up into sub factions. Then yeah. all the abilities don't work across elves; they only work on. Oh, Their they work on elves, this agent, yeah. this agent. I mean, it's probably yeah, worth yeah. talking about with the new release and this. Is it Swift Claw agents? Is that the the new high elf type? Some should in there, but it looks pretty strong. Yeah, it might might be something you see in the new year. I think. Uh, I think if they're kind of like the, the box set. Yeah, I think they're kind of like the um, the undiscovered side of the death lists. Actually, there's a lot of potential, but it's a lot of infantry, and you need to play play your ass off to do well with it. Mm. So they've just not people haven't thought that up yet. No, well, it's a bit of a commitment to painting as well. Uh, yeah. Um. So. Death. A bit of a, well, death is is fairly obvious. Um, Flesh is. <laughs> well, you've got. I was going to say Tomb Kings. Oh yeah, obviously you've Cetra, got Tomb Kings. Cetra Kings. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Which obviously is something that is very, very strong and needs to be dealt with. Probably um, the most powerful of the netlisty sort of builds. I think it's I'd the best say, yeah. army in AOS, hands down. Yeah. Yep. I think if you know what you're doing, it is the best army you can put on the table. How people yeah. have not won events of it is only because they're bad players. Sorry, Mark. <laughs> and Rob. And Dan. <laughs> and Rob. And Dan. Um, and some dude at. Did Sam take it as well? <laughs> hey. uh, he didn't really. He took a very soft version of it. Um, I played him when he had it, actually. Um, so, Tomb Kings, I think, are just just right up there on the echelon of power, to be honest. Especially with the Allegiance abilities now. Which is so weird when you think about what they were like in previous <laughs> edition. <laughs> Yeah. The thing is, they, they've 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 not been fiddled with in a way where, like Russ was just saying about elves, where they suddenly they've all been blobbed together, then pulled in part, and they lose coherency as a result. They're just their stuff works, and it works with they other stuff. From, their stuff <laughs> works with other stuff from death because it's got yeah. the right keywords in. It's just yeah. keywords have gone the right way, and they got basic, very efficiently pointed troops for what they do. That are then, when buffed, are obscene for what they do. Yeah. Well, I'd, I would say that. They're not so basic, but Necropolis Knights are just hands down the best unit in the game for the points. Yeah, I agree hands with that. Down. Um, yeah. Then you've got the you've got the Flesh Eater Courts, very strong now. Now that they've got the Allegiance abilities, 
yeah, that really did just push them into the power levels. Because the problem is it gave them a resilience that they needed to survive to then heal back that they didn't have before. Yep. Um, whether that's, you know, Ring of Immortality or the 5-up <clears throat> death save or the minus one to hit book. There's so many decent death artifacts. Um, they've got cheap formations, uh, fairly solid troops. The, the dragons have pretty good everything heals or can get models back um yeah very appealing to new players as well i think yeah that's easy to that's paint. Kind of, they're kind of like nurgle but they they're probably more fun to play with um, way more fun or, to play with although they're potentially similar to play against it's just when you kill them they come back rather than when you kill them they don't die and they um, actually kill stuff yes <laughs> no not struggles not, with killing stuff yeah not fantastic not not fantastically, I think the the big thing is just their their survival and they've got fantastic formations that can goal patrol is just a thing, I think. Um scenario play and stuff like that. Royal Menagerie's really good as well. Yeah. Um, and both of them will fit in the same army. <laughs> yeah. Uh or abattoir, twenty point formation with units you're gonna take anyway. Yeah, what? Just, um, just don't read what it does because there's a twenty point formation. I think it's twenty. It's twenty or forty. Twenty or forty, it's pretty wow. cheap. Uh, it it it's got a very like best case that scenario. Of mortality, right? Yeah, he would. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then so, there's some mixed sort of death lists I as think, well. I think like they talk about lists. models. You talk about models rather yeah. than lists for the rest of it, don't you? You yeah. talk about a Mongol. You talk about a zombie dragon. Blood knights. Um, Nefrata. Insert interesting use of of core that isn't skeletons or zombies here, potentially, but mostly it's going to be nobody, skeletons and zombies. Nobody does anything with their core other than take three minimum tens. Yeah. I took um, four. Or four minimum tens. <laughs> you're rogue, though, Byron. You're, you're, you're yeah. different. Yeah, you're special. Fish. A renegade um, specialist. Mongols. Um, yeah. AD's been running a really... Uh, Abyssal, t- Abyssal Terror's got to be talked about. Is Abyssal yeah. Terror a compendium? Yes. Mm. The Sal, the Sal, the Faithless of the Vampire book. Mm. Also include. It's basically like hellish uh, figure. W, w, uh, w move. It's like a so orc war boss on Wyvern, who's a bargain for the points anyway, um, but with a really, really good spell, and I think yeah, he might be 20, twenty points cheaper, and he can dispel and yeah, just under point is really good spell, just like Tim Kings, yeah. but one model. Um. And he fits in Tomb Kings. <laughs> he does. He does and not play got... against that. Yep. You have a Royal War Sphinx flying into your face. It's not really much fun. <laughs> 40 inches into your face. Yeah. Um, because, well, I mean, it dub- I think if you have, like, Cetra, he doubles the move, gives him fly, then you can double the double. Yeah. So you could go, like, stupid Sting. distance if you really want to abuse shot. it. Um, but the Royal War Sphinx is so stupid. It's the, I'll pick a unit you can see, plus one to wound against it. What, any range? Nah, just pick a unit nah. you can see. Why not? What, the, what, that the model can see, or yeah. that you can see looking at the it from the table? The model can see. Put it on a really uh, big base. It's already pretty big. <laughs> but it's <laughs> really doesn't need a lot anyway. of help. He's I'll on top of like... a big howder thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'd still have him stood on a step, like a footstool, so he can yeah, see everything. Yeah, you would. Gamey kit. Yeah, um, I would be playing Compendium. Compendium. Duh. So mm. de- death is, I think, is played by Compendium. It's one of the worst factions for that. I think. Yeah. Um, chaos. No. Terran Sky has got to be up there. I, as 
It's so there, because you've got to think about it, but I just don't think it's going to win anything ever. It's not going to win an event. It's going to just people smash people off the event. table in an unfun way. Yeah, okay. So, um, Clan Sky, uh, obviously. Um, then you've got the sort of the Flying Storm Fiend Sal list. Flying anything list? Yeah, well, I was going to get just... to it, but there's like a core yeah. variant that's really strong with Scarbrand, isn't there? I think and just I think style the, the with bomb is any sort yep. of Death Star bomb type thing is amazing. And you've got the mixed Bloodbound shooting that I took to Warlords. That's really yeah. strong. I think Bloodbound with shooting in is, is just so strong. Yeah, yeah, really strong. You I'm surprised it, like, we haven't seen more of it. Balanced, I think, just I think Bloodbound to me... stuff that makes up for their lack of interaction in the phases that they don't participate in. If I was playing that again, I wouldn't bother with the Lord of Change. I'd just put two Plague Claws in. Yeah. Two play claws, two walk lighting cannons. Yeah, definitely. And then you just go, well, I, I can do everything from distance. Or maybe swap out another lightning cannon for another play claw and take the foul rain formation. <laughs> or whatever it is. Yeah, that's a good call. That's and then just bomb call. bomb the crap out of people with yeah. that. But there's so many I think there's so many good chaos lists that haven't been used yet. There's yeah, I've, got, I've got some really juicy things coming. It's, it's so huge. We've we just spoken about we've spoken about death and destruction, and we've probably got the least lists available there. Um, then there's order, which are perhaps lacking a, a few updates or coherency or or stuff to bring keywords in. But chaos is chaos is probably the most finished article in terms of its potential to perform together. They've just got the so many war scrolls. It's huge. It's huge. There's millions of it, and there's some good compendium stuff there as well that people aren't using just because it's so good that they've not even they're not struggled for anything so they've not sought after it but there's some very very tasty compendium there's unit. some skaven compendium stuff that is pretty tasty yeah um, the special Which... characters that give you like double pile and things like that but because they're all special characters you lose out on the alliance trait which is it's kind of a big deal because some of them are quite good yeah. oh i didn't <coughs> i didn't think about that yeah because like the throt one where you can pile in twice he has to be a general yeah, so then you don't trait, yeah. you lose the command trait, which Cunning Deceiver minus one to hit's pretty good. Lord of War's pretty good. Is it you know, it's... Screech Summit Craven Tail? Is that another yeah, which, one that's really good? Yeah, which gives you the um plus one rend. You just yeah. have to take a little Archeon so you can use all the command abilities. Yeah. Yeah, but then you still don't get an alliance ability. <laughs> <laughs> little Archeon. If you're taking little Archeon, have a word with yourself. <laughs> okay. Advice from Les. What about if you're taking little Archeon and big Archeon? Oh don't. Don't because I'll start raging. Don't. I've been calm. <laughs> I think okay. Chaos has got a lot of unopened stuff in there that you could potentially do. There's a there's a lot of later. potential in that 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 grand alliance for list. There's so much potential. Yeah. Um, I actually think, in terms of power, I think Death's the strongest faction. Death's down. the strongest yeah. faction. Yeah, definitely. Um, so let's talk about then you're going into the tournament scene and you let's for example take heat one so it's general's handbook out the book so it's you know what you're going to get you know what scenarios you're going to play so let's go through some of those lists and talk about the sort of tools you need to break them down so i mean i it's probably an obvious place to start but should we start with warrior brotherhood yeah, yeah, let's wreck some people who's looking to take Warrior Brother. I think you can GTs. put that with Clan Skyer because they're both countered in the same way. I think they're very different armies. 
But I think you counter them both in the same way. No, I, with, I don't disagree. Because well, go, go for how you'd go for it. I, I still think that you could, but just go go for how you reckon, and then I'll I'll put what I reckon in as well. See what you think. Okay, so um, I mean, there are similarities, but I think the biggest difference between the two is that Skya doesn't have the resilience or the long long game that Warrior Brother no. has. No, it doesn't. And that's the problem with Skya. It's a it's an early game one shot wonder that if you can absorb it, you're fine. Yeah. Um, and I think, to be honest, it's not doesn't come down so much to what list design you can do. Let's talk about Sky first, because we've talked yeah. about a lot. It doesn't really come down to what list you can do. It comes down to what scenario you play it in, yeah. and can you weather it and not and get, if you get the double turn, turn. basically. Yeah. Um, which is why it's hated by so many people. Because um, when I got drawn against Liam at Warlords, I was thinking, all he needs to do is double turn me, and I've probably lost this game. Yeah. There's not a lot I can do about it. Mm. Um, so... Clan Sky, then, if you get drawn against it, should you go off on a strop, go out for a little cry, or should you think... Um, okay, Depends who's playing it. If let's... it's Joe, fist pump. If it's, it's Joe, you're just probably going to win anyway, head. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so Clan Sky, then. So I'm not going to go into detail of how it works, because you no. can look at the War Scroll for that, if people want to know how it works, and it's been... On this, it's been shown on stream. It's been talked about a lot on this show. If you don't know what it does, just go pause this, go have a look at the scroll, have a read of it. So essentially, you you get these warp covers pop up. Um, now there is no minimum distance. So for me, arguably, if you get drawn against them in three places of power or escalation, you are going to really struggle. Yeah. Massively struggle. That's their that's their their winning scenario for them. That's the one they definitely should be winning two out of six because they're going to come up and they can alpha strike all your heroes. So unless you've got a way to keep heroes off the table in reserve, that's a problem. So that's something you can have in your list. So there are plenty of stuff like that in the game, um, and not just in um. Order you know, order. So not just Stormcast, but you've got hunters in the Beast Claw Raiders Legions. They set up in ambush. You don't even need the Beast Claw Allegiance for that. You can have them in a normal destruction list, and it gives you a resilient hero of a shooting attack that can do more wounds that you can set up in ambush. Uh, the Changeling is a great model for that in Chaos. Just fantastic. Can't touch him um, unless you want to. Um, so that's a great model because you get them on objective on turn one and they're going to be really hard pressed to they can't get rid of him and they're going to be really hard pressed to actually stop you just racking up so many points over the over the game to stop you winning summoning pools you know summon those summon them out and win the i mean obviously you need things to summon so if you're playing chaos maybe you might look at stuff like pink horrors because they're fairly resilient and if you spread a couple units out then people aren't really going to alpha strike those. They're going to go for your heroes, but then if they pop up and waste all their warp fire shooting on you horrors, you, really. you've probably won anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, anything with uh, mortal wound save is pretty good. So, um, frost lord and stonehorn with talisman, pretty solid because you, you that's going to be quite a hard. Going to take a lot of shooting to get rid of that. Um, they probably will, but. By the time that they've shot their load doing that, you 
you know, so this is three places of power I'm talking about here. Um, escalation is a bit of a tricky one. That if they get the perfect storm of basically double turning you between two turns two and three, you pretty much got and that's it, you game over. Um, because they can just stop you coming on the table. Um, it, not a lot you can do about it um, because they don't have a minimum distance. So they can come up within three. So you can't really force them back and you can't come on within 12. So the only way that you can really deal with that is have the same ability in your army. So have a way to deploy off the table and bring stuff on um, that you don't need things on the table to activate. So Warrior Brotherhood, prime example, is probably why it's doing so well. Um, mm. You know, Sylvan F can obviously come on from the woods. So if you yeah. put woods around the table, then they can't block the table edge and all the woods off. So yeah. also revenants ability, you split and getting them to split their force yeah. up because you're putting the revenants on the other side mm. of the tables and stuff like that. So well, that's the other thing is they don't like to have to fight things all over the table. They want to so, concentrate, don't they, in one place? Yeah. So if you spread your models out. Um, and they have to make a decision on where they're going to go. So you can play around that by leaving a key model. Like, for example, if you're playing Flesh Eaters, your vampire, so your abhorrent ghoul king on Zombie Dragon on one flank, and your army's kind of spread around the other side. And, and they're thinking, well, do I come up and kill the dragon, or do I go for the army, but then the dragon's going to fly across and kill me? So, yeah, I can kill the dragon for sure. Um, but then I'm on the table and I'm walking because once they're up, they're up. They are super um, slow as well once they're they down a lot. Movement six and range eight, I think. So it, with Skyr, it's all about getting them to pop up, weathering the storm, and then coming back from it. Um, that's that's how I see it anyway. Um, what do you think, Terry? I I think you need the chaff. Yeah. You just need a big enough chaff screen that if they come up, they can't actually do anything. So it completely removes their ability so that you can let them pop up whenever, wherever they like, but all they can kill is junk. Just yeah, like with my chaos. Up, that's, they can come up what? next to you, can't they? If they really yeah, want to. But, but if you've got enough crap there and you're using the scenery correctly as well to like blockade your space, like that's why I wanted to add in like a you know, big unit forty clan rats is you can take up so much board space. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, just by giving them nothing to kill. So yeah, we so come up and kill two hundred and forty points of clan rats. You don't bubble wrap your six hundred points you? to do it. Do you not yeah, think you it's a bit of an issue that sometimes they're your that's the majority of your scoring potential in your army that you have to you have to sacrifice. That I'd, I'd say that would be on top of, like, for my army, for example, my new sort of thing I'm going for would be sort of 30 demonettes, 30 bloodletters, 30 plague bearers, and maybe 40 clan rats. That is wow. a ton of bodies. They're, they're never killing all of that. Yeah, they don't like having to shoot lots of... High-value shots at low-value targets. Yeah. That's, mm. that's basically how you beat them. You force them to waste their shooting on stuff they don't want to fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you said, almost bubble wrap your key units. Make sure that they, if you've got enough chaff and bodies there, you keep. Make sure there's enough like an eight, eight inch distance so they can't actually get in range to walk fire project to you. Well, yeah. I found like my blood reavers when I played Liam were really good because he doesn't want to shoot them, no. but blood reavers 
when they're under the influence of two banners and a an aspiring Deathbringer, murder them whilst Whip still actually kill them. They've also yeah. got the potential to shoot out if he is trying to. If someone isn't dropping right next to you and in your face, you've got something that you can whip and then just catapult across the table, which is really worrying for them as well, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, with Sky, they don't generally have anything on the table until they come up next to you. They're playing the the, the sort of the warp fire covens. Joe's a little bit different because he's been put to fight Giselles and that on the left of the table. Which yeah, and bit... acolytes, isn't it? The yeah, um, the Globadier. Yeah. I kind of think that makes the list worse. Yeah, I think so. I think you just if you're going to go Sky, you just go full storm fiend spam, warp fire spam, and you just go for it. Yeah. Um. So. Then we can talk about the. This is what we're talking about now as we're talking about Storm Fiends. So, Sol, Storm Fiend launch list. Launch Fiend. I can fiend. tell exactly how to beat that. that? <laughs> <Launch> <laughs> I like that. It's a good name. The Launch Fiend list is the beaten exactly the way you beat the Sky list. As yeah. in, you give the Storm Fiends enough to shoot at. You. My my opponents in my first sort of three games of using them made a terrible mistake, even though I told them not to do it. I said if you set up more than ten inches away from me from the sorry, within ten inches of the back of your board edge, so nine and a bit, if I start twelve inches on and fly eighteen and shoot eight, I can't reach you. Yeah. But then they set up on the twelve inch line and let me shoot them turn one. It's threat range, isn't it? Understanding the yeah. threat range because you, you it's just very stay predictable. outside of it. Yeah. Um, because you know they're going to fly 18 and you know they're going to shoot 8 so you just stay 26 and a half inches away from them at all times and they can't shoot you and then if they can't shoot you that's 600 points in a storm for unit that is doing nothing Yeah. because if, if they put it forwards and don't kill something you just kill them because yeah. they're not actually that hard to kill especially if they're not immune to battle shock you just kill 3 the whole unit's dead and you're mitigating the double turn because if they've given you the first turn and you don't move forward then they go, well, I can launch myself forward, but I can't actually get in range. Then I need the double turn to gain at one round of shooting. You've basically half their effectiveness anyway. And you've you've half their effectiveness, the, you've and you've probably turn. taken their Kairos reroll yeah. as well. So you've, <laughs> you've, 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 you've sort of won that game right there, because yeah. they've only shot you once, they've used their double turn, and now you're going you're gonna to punish them back, because it's now your turn, because they've just double turned you. And I think it's, it's really a good point as well. If you've got a way to attack Sal or Kairos and force the reroll to keep that model alive. Yeah. For example, if you've got a um, Knight Venator. So Venator, the guy with the bow? Yeah, yeah, Venator. And you or can, you know, Colonel Hunters. Or something that you can basically go, I'm going to you know, shoot you or do something to you or pop up next to you and do something to you. You're, if you give me the first turn... Yeah. Depending on how the other person's played, of course, because there's lots of stuff you can do to mitigate this sort of stuff. But you yeah. can say, well, you have got to. This is what Warrior Brotherhood's strong, because you could drop the Venator down and go, well, you, you're not, you're not going to be able to protect him from that, because I can drop anywhere. I think five Judicators could probably kill him if you drop them yeah, down. Yeah, easy. Yeah. Because he's got six wounds and a five up save. If he stood in cover, he's probably not in a good place. No. And, you he's know, Ren's one up, puts, is he as well? Because it's, yeah, you've got the Ren's first turn. puts him back. And it's not that hard to kill him. No. So you're almost forced to use the Kairos reroll to to stop him dying, but then you've now neutered the double turn threat. Yeah. Cause quite in, a in my experience of using the Sile list, or Launch Fiends, as you're, you've called it now, no one ever goes for Sile. 
That's the so, thing I would be going so for. focused on killing the storm fiends. That it just, I know you have to kill the storm fiends, but but, but your list doesn't work without Kairos or Saul. It works about Kairos. It's Saul. It it's Saul that is the key. Because then yeah. those storm fiends are movement six and eight inch range. They're so easy to deal with. Yeah, it depends on the reach of your opponent, though, doesn't it? If they can't reach yeah. him, then they're going to deal with the stuff that's closest, which is them. And often, Sire will be in a place where you can't actually physically see him, which is the beauty of him, because look, the Kairos can cast his spell instead. So it is hard to get rid of, but at the same time, if you can threaten Sire, it, it makes the Chaos person deploy in such a way that you force them to go where you want them to go. So I think you've got a few options against us, haven't you? You've got the Assassinate Sile, you've yeah. got the um, stay far enough back that they've got to use a double turn to get value. Um, yeah. Then you've got the Alpha Strike the Storm Fiend, if you can, um, is a good way. If you can kill them and force a Battleshock when they're not got Inspiring yeah. Presence on. Then... And, and chaffing up the Storm Fiends as well. Just yeah. If they come forward, turn one and go... Sweet, I'm in range of 40 Night Goblins. What, yeah, would, what are they going to do? Would Kill someone some of them? launch into that, though? I, I don't know. Yeah, but but if you can't get to the good stuff because there's a wall yeah. of crap in the way, those Storm Fiends are completely ineffective the entire game. And that's why I like stuff like Play Claws, because you can hit stuff at such a long range away that you're almost forcing them to come at you. Yeah, um, which is why... My list. Yeah, checkers. Very I've, yeah. I've swapped the two warp lightning cannons out for two play claws. Yeah, because it deals with because you were struggling with um, big units. Splitters. Yeah, and, and I've know, got you... no issues with killing like something like Archeon in one turn. Easy. So we said on the last show, wouldn't it? What, would you be better off having double play claw rather than double warp lightning? Yeah. So, um. So if you so if you're writing a list, then there are certain things you can think about having. Um, a way to do a turn one long range shooting is a good thing. Um, cheap bodies for chaff. Um, uh, a way to alpha strike. So you've got something you can launch into them. It's maybe a, a counter because you've got a longer threat range. Um, so there's a few things you can do there um, to counteract that. Um, and also for Sky, sort of spreading out, having something that's resilient to mortal wounds, again, having lots of chaff. Um, forcing them to kind of come up when they don't want to is is probably the key um, to that. Um, I don't think there's much else in chaos to talk about because there isn't really any lists. I mean, as part there's from, no like super niche lists. No, for the terms of the soul kind of list design things. Yeah, they normally. I mean, I suppose we can talk about Bloodbound. Um, and so some of the obvious things is um what's the Scarbrand. So yeah. Scarbrand, the simple way to beat Scarbrand is don't ever, ever, ever fight him. Shoot him. <laughs> never yeah. fight him. Unless you know you're gonna no. get the never first fight round of combat him. and kill him in one turn. Unless you can kill him in one turn. <laughs> never fight him. Never fight Scarbrand. Never ever. Ever. ever, 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 forever. shoot him. You okay, might. So what if you're what if you're zombie dragon red fury? It'd be fine. <laughs> then you, it'd be fine. Zombie screwed. dragon red fury. You'd be good. Just stay outside of his eight inch threat. No, eighteen because he's got yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Um I would say that um, yeah, you can fight him, but if you don't kill him, 
It's bad. Alario kill gets what, taken off in one go. He's going to kill whatever's gone in. Yeah. Um. So he becomes a lot better with buffs. So with Sal, with Corn Banners, with Whippy Dude. So if you can take them out, he becomes a lot more predictable. Um, Bloodbound. So I play so many people with Bloodbound where you buff your army and you stand in, in halfway on the table and they run into you and they all it's die. It's amazing. Right. <laughs> Don't ever, ever fight them in their territory. With the banner. With, when they're buffed. Don't ever do it. It's stupid. You're not going to win. Um, you can. You need to kill the buffs. You need to kill the characters. And if they've got a mixed arm and they're using ranged units, prioritize those to force them to come out of the across the table. Um, if you've got anything that can do mortal wounds on the charge without attacking, then they're really good at neutering stuff like wrathmongers and. Um, Blood Warriors because you're doing you're killing models and they're not getting their special rules. Um, if you get charged by Wrathmongers, just don't attack them. You don't have to attack them. You can just not attack. Um, if you want to get rid of Wrathmongers in combat, then you will need to use something that's got a decent armor save and doesn't have any rent. Yeah, and you can get rid of them um, because they can't do any damage back to you, and your own attacks aren't mm. going to kill you. But they only got a five up save, so you can grind them off. Um, that's basically it for corn. It's fairly straightforward. Um, you know, if you kill the banners, is the key really. If you can take the banners out, they, they lose the immunity to battle shock. Shooting, um, shooting they lose the attacks. It's a pretty good way to deal with a letter. Yeah. Like if I know we said kill the characters, but blood letters go down to a stiff breeze. Um, if you can shoot them, you can completely neuter a unit. You just got to be aware that the five that are left can still do quite a lot of damage. They're a complete glass cannon. So you just, if you're playing against Bloodletter Bomb, then you either have a line of chaff that they charge and kill, and then you kill them. Or, like you say, you can shoot them. So. Or shoot the whippy dudes so they can't get across the table at you. Yeah, but well. if they're using Sol. And normally in your. Because they yeah, can yeah, Sol, yeah, Sol them to fly. Yeah. So. I think you might see these kind of these soul launch armies at the heat are quite popular. So you'll see people taking like big combaty things like Storm Fiends or Blood Letters, busting Six them up and grinding the table <laughs> and uh, just watching the pain. So things that are important. Chaff, I've said it before. Ways to kill characters. At range. Yeah, at range. Or in combat as well, if you can get close to them, but you can't guarantee that because people can block you off. Um, you know, ways to defend against mortal wound output from stuff, if you've got a way to do that. Um, but yeah, so lots of stuff there to think about. But uh, I think the chaos lists are fairly, I don't know, easy to deal with. They're quite predictable, I think, in what they do. They do they do a bit of everything very well. I think chaos possibly potentially more than any other army out there. You can take uh, a compact selection of six hundred points of shooting, six hundred points of chaff, six hundred points of resilience, six hundred points of combat, or whatever it is, and all of it will do its job fairly well. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. so. 
Um, I think everything that you've covered so far just promotes taking a well-balanced list that has some shooting, some mortal wound output, some defensive characters, and some fighty, fighty elements so far. Yeah. I mean, uh... mortal wound protection is a big thing we haven't mentioned in general, actually, against a lot of these lists. Um, or, well, mortal wound, or just having a save that is uh, like a ward save equivalent that comes after your armor. Yeah, it's uh, a very strong thing. It's why death is so strong, to be honest, because they yeah. have that just innately. Just like demons used to. Yeah. And still do. Um, so, order. Let's talk do about... Sylvan F and then go onto the topic of hotness? Well, we'll talk mm-hmm. about Warrior Brother, as it's similar to what we talked about before. Okay. Terry was saying he was going to drop some pearls. Um, so, that for pearls. me. Um, I think you need to spread your army out. Yeah, massively. Um, you almost, when you play against Warrior Brotherhood, you almost want lots of average stuff and no like super important combo piece in your army. Because what that means is that they can drop down and because they can drop down the paladins and kill something. If everything is, I mean, you got units that can attack back when they die are really strong against this list. Um, but also just things that you don't... You can go, well, I can lose one of them because I've got two more units, and they're not next to each other, so they can't kind of get both at the same time. Yeah. Um, you don't really want to be putting your key fighty pieces in a position where they can drop both units of paladins and engage them. Yeah, you, really? and then double turn you, you and take your whole army yeah. off. You, you want to be able to... Because nine, nine times out of ten, most people are going to take one Knight of Zeros. Occasionally they'll take two, but most of the time it's one. And then that becomes a focal point of where the paladins are. That's the linchpin. So if you're gonna if they're gonna attack your key combat piece and you've got multiples of them, you don't want them together because they're gonna have to split the army. And paladins, whilst they're amazing at fighting, die really easily too. With a four up save, anything with a little bit of rend just gets through them. And their bravery's not brilliant. Exactly that, yeah. I think um, one of the key points to Warrior Brotherhood and one of the things that people don't really realise is the units that kind of win the game for them are the ones with the shooting. So over the game, the shooting units are the ones that are going to get the value. Um, So if you can that really scary unit of paladins, it's the five turns of judicator shooting. Yeah, it's the ten judicators and six um, javelin prosecutors that are just every turn just getting points um the champions killing you're doing like seven wounds with five guys consistently <laughs> yeah exactly um it's you want to also sort of like cover your objectives because most of the time the the liberators are going to be the scoring units mm-hmm. and they have to be nine inches away don't they so you want to essentially have models on objectives whilst also keeping your key combat pieces safe because a liberator can't land on an objective if you're on it well this is kind already. of the main points to shutting the warrior brotherhood down is yeah. that they can't drop within nine and that's the azeros as well so although the azeros yeah. allows other units to drop closer the azeros himself if you can't put him down within nine you can't put the, so if you have your army in like layers then yeah. your outer layer of shit and then you have your inner core which is quite far away from the outer layer they can't you almost got like an 18 inch exclusion zone so if you set up like that, and then they go, well, I want to, dro- I don't want to drop turn one. They kind of have to, but if they don't, if they don't drop turn one, then you can spread your army out and go, well, I know you're not going to drop anywhere, but in front of me, miles away, 
yeah. then I mean like you can funnel you them can, yeah you, you can almost funnel know the exactly where they're going place. and that's especially yeah. true with Skyborne Slayers because they have to drop in one go a smart warrior brotherhood player will then just oh okay well I'll drop my shoot and then I'll start clearing your chaff off and you know it becomes more of a more of a game but if you can get the scenario objectives and start scoring early then that's going to put the pressure on for them to drop yeah, and once they're on the it, on the deck, the paladins are just so easy to yeah. avoid movement four. It's like yeah, okay, I'm gonna go near you, or, or even kill. I mean, once you've got there's there's a lot of wounds there, but there's only two units of paladins. A, a double turn will kill them both. Yeah, you know, I, I've lost them so many times in practice games where like skull reapers have gone in and got the double turn and I just took off a unit. The danger is you're gonna lose pretty much anything that goes into them if they've got full strength because. They'll take off the non-star souls, and then the star souls will just hit you back and do so much damage. Um, so it, it is tough, but I definitely <coughs> think um, they're. Uh, it's... I think de- debuffs are a big way to deal with them yeah. as well that people don't realize. Minus to hit against that army, it's just yep. you cannot like dropping a Morgul, uh in the middle of the board when you know that they have to land. Uh, close to it or it's going to be able to get into them you might have one turn of delay but the moment it's there everything is neutered to a degree that it just seems seems crazy characters are minus one to hit spells where you reroll sixes or sixes counters ones or anything that takes that little edge off that they have that makes them so incredible uh and if you've really got a way really powerful interrupt their charge as well yeah so fanatics and um kairos the the little lone use for changing their charge roll so they fail. Love yeah. doing that to people. Absolutely love doing that. It's amazing. They go, oh, I'm just going to get this nine and get in and take that unit off, and they roll a nine. You go, yeah, that six is a one, mate. You yeah. fail that charge. Pretty sure. Like, oh. I remember Luke, Luke Rooney stopping me with my Skyborn Slayers in Sheffield, just you know needing a five to get in. He's like, no, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was before Reckless. They won it with the reroll because uh, yeah, it was before Reckless. Yeah. yeah. That's the problem with that is that if they haven't used their re-roll yet, you're like, oh, well, they'll just re-roll it. But it does force the re-roll, so yeah, be worth. But the other thing I was going to say about beating the Warrior Brotherhood is if they come down, you can weather the storm, and you have something like a storm fiend gunline sat behind it. You're laughing because you will kill all twenty paladins in one turn. Yeah. Just they'll all die. It's amazing. Mortal wounds I've done it, are it's, not. It's just oh, it's so nice. They're not a stormcast friends. They don't stormcast hate <clears> anything <throat> that does mortal wounds or, or anything that's like damaged three with rend. Yeah. Or it's just they just iron guts. Just our ogres just eat stormcast. So. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> just eat them. Yeah, they just eat them. Because like, even if you come down and, and attack them, you're like, yeah, it's fine. But you're gonna get a couple ogres hit you back, and there's gonna be yeah. some dead guys. <laughs> iron guts love. Love paladins. Om nom nom. Yeah. Ren two damage free. Take them off. Oh god, yeah. Yeah. Sixes, yeah, you know. Or in fact, uh, Colonel Hunters with scythes love paladins. That's very true. So, any um, any other top tips for beating that list? I mean, you've pretty much covered everything, haven't we? You just have to play smart, don't you? Spread out. Play smart. I think target the Azeroth mass bodies. Yeah, if it, they drop you one unit of paladins at a time, them. just force them to come down. Like you said, if if you can stop ever giving them the double turn, then that really hampers them as well because <clears> then they have to come down, do their thing, and then you get to go back. And yeah. Do you know what I love doing as well? When 
they have their turn and they don't drop down and you win the turn roll and you're going, well, the game's exactly the same position it was last turn, you didn't drop, have the turn again. Yeah. yeah. And then, then that puts you, you on the double, double and then the then. game is yeah. always, you're either alternating or you're getting the double. They're never going to get a double turn until you've had a double yeah. turn. That's yeah. why I did to Sam at Clash. Because yeah. he was like, well, I'm, I'm going to wait, I'm going to wait. And I was like, well, it's turn three, mate. You have to come down now, and I'm going to give you the turn. See, you have to come down. You've got no choice. Yeah, so, and that puts the shoe on the other foot then. Yeah. So if you can play the first couple turns clever enough that they don't want to drop down, and they don't, and then you win the roll and you give them the priority, they're like, well, I'm now kind of forced <sighs> to, because I'm going to have to. I'm either going to get so far behind the scenario... Or I'm going to have to put some stuff on the table. I mean, the good thing about Warrior Brotherhood is you can drip feed it, which is the yeah. and you've got some stuff that can affect the game at range and score, and you're not committing your the main bulk of your army, which is why it's so strong. I think there there are probably two things that we haven't said explicitly. One is just having so much crap that their their elite shooting doesn't matter because they don't they do a lot they do a small amount of very high quality wounds. In that list mm. um if you've got loads of bodies it doesn't matter and the second thing which is absolutely huge is grind armies resilient armies armies that grow back because they just don't they don't match up well against things like that in the long game at yeah. all whatsoever if they can't wipe out a unit and then six of them come back even if it's skeletons because they got so few wounds and their armor isn't incredible um it, they just don't like it at all. It's their absolute kryptonite. I think that's why flesh eaters are so good against them. They're mental but against them. It's they've the the warrior brotherhood has all the tools to kill the characters, which then stop the flesh eaters. So it comes down to a lot of play because they could just drop the judicators down and shoot off the courtiers, and you're like, well, okay, I don't have a way to heal now. So, so I think that brings us on to let's talk about Sylvanas, shall we? Yeah. So, Les, as a Sylvaneth player, okay, yeah. What do people what do, do against you that against my list annoys against, you? Just um, against Sylvaneth in general. If you're Sylvaneth thinking in general. about okay, your so, army, but then if you think an Alariol list is similar-ish, yeah. isn't it? It's still yeah. So the key to beating Sylvaneth is controlling the woods, because everything that we everything that Sylvaneth do, all of their funky movement is based around the forests. A Sylvaneth model can be teleport usually within three inches of a wildwood and nine inches from the enemy. So if they can't get within three inches of a wildwood because you're sat in the middle of it, yeah, they can't teleport to it. You just stand like so a character in the middle. They're just yeah, or character in the middle, or just anything that can restrict the teleportation. I mean, yes, that doesn't help against Alariel because she's like move sixteen or something like that, but it does it does mitigate what you can do with your hunters. It does help against Lariel because she wants Durfu with her, and if yeah. Durfu's restricted to moving around and not teleporting and she's going to fly off on her own, then she's already lost her Durfu shield. Yeah. Um, when you play Lariel and Durfu, don't kill Lariel. Kill Durfu. Yeah. When Durfu's dead, then you can take down Lariel because she's not bouncing the wounds to Durfu and then healing Durthu. She's going to heal herself anyway. It's going to take one round of combat, but deal with Durthu, in my opinion, because you, he just sucks up all the wounds and then gets healed yeah, straight you, away in the hero phase. You need to take the right thing to do it, and you need mortal wound output, don't you? Yeah, mortal wound output. Everything in the Sylvaneth army hates mortal wounds. Yeah. Um, if you're seeing the, the Dryad 
sorry, Aaron, but if you're seeing the, the, the 30 Dryad Sisters of the Thorn list... Just don't fight them. Where? Just don't fight them. Shoot them. Yeah. Because all they do, the whole, like, uh, I mean, we'll probably go into it a little bit, but the whole process is, is that Dryads have plus one armor save when you have 12 or more in the unit, which means it takes them from a 5-up save to a 4-up save. You Mystic Shield them, giving them a 3-up save. You then cast Shield of Thorns on them, which means that they can bounce Mortal Wounds back and re-roll their saves. Isn't that right? Yeah, so yeah. they've yeah. they've got the rule that if you rolled a six or more on the save, they do a mortal wound, and because you're getting like plus two to it, or yeah. plus three if you're in cover, yeah. So you're doing it on like a four up, and you can re-roll. Yeah. So also, the more you attack them, the more you die. Again, dryads also are really really good when they're parked three inches from a forest because they're minus one to hit. Yeah. So don't let them get near the forests control the forests. If you can control the forests and dish out enough mortal wounds, you'll smash a silver army every time. I think as well it's important to realise that if you've got like a when you're moving your units around the table just think, could they fit a wood in that gap? If I put a model in it they can't. So yeah. I'm going to stand my unit just off the terrain here to stop that wood being placed. Yeah. Um, and you know, then you've got your key pieces that you need to eliminate in a gnarl route, the Tree Lord Ancient's like the key model, isn't it? It's like the, yeah. the, the, the daddy model that needs to go down. He's, he, he's the linchpin. The branch, which is really easy to kill as well, and everyone ignores her because of all yeah. the fighty stuff, but she has the ability to heal models back in the unit as well. Yeah. Once you've once you've mitigated the teleportation, your current offenders are only move five. You can deal with them. So, Alariel, I mean, I've only played her once, um, and I killed her because she charged unit of Blood Warriors and died. Yeah. Um, I mean, how would you deal with Alariel? Again, mortal wounds. Um, the thing that you need to remember with Alariel is that she does. She has a three-up save standard, so she works well when she's combos with everything else. I think it's four-up, isn't it? And with the buff, three it's three-up. No, it's three-up. Oh, it's three-up, and then she... Because she, she's got a three-up save standard. The Tree Lord Ancient gives her the reroll ones on her armor save. She's casting Mystic Shield on herself to give herself a two-up rerolling ones as long as she's got, like, within range of the Tree Lord Ancient or Colonel Fenters. The whole army works in synergy with each other really well. And I think you have to, with Alariel, the problem you've got is that you need to take out the key pieces and ignore Alariel and then deal with Alariel. But with enough mortal wound output, she just goes down. She's only got 16 wounds, but she does heal 2d3 a turn, plus what if she has regrow, which is another d6. You've basically got to double turn her or alpha strike yeah. in one round, haven't you? Yeah, you have to kill her in one round. And... It's kind of like Scarband, but for the exact opposite reason. Yeah. Yeah. Both got um, a load of damage, but she comes back and he just gets worse. Yeah, as in she, he gets better, yeah, as he gets hurt. You know, it's... Uh, yeah, she she, has, she basically puts out a load of damage, but you need to you need to separate her from Durathu. If you haven't got Durathu in the list with Alariel, then you're usually all right, because you can just deal with her with more wounds. It's when they start switching wounds back and forth and then healing each other. And that that's where it causes issues. Yeah. But it's a thousand points, Durfu and Lariel in a list with a Tree Lord Ancient thirteen hundred points. They ain't scoring many objectives, are they? Well that's the other way to beat it, isn't it? It's just kill yeah. the scoring units. Depending kill the scoring on units. what scenario you're playing. Yeah. Cause like you said, that, that list with Alariel is what, six twenty for Lariel, four hundred for Durfu, thir- um three hundred for the Tree Lord Ancient. You're talking thirteen hundred points there without your battle line minimum battle lines three units of five tree revenants you know and you're at 1600 points not yeah. a lot left in the army really a unit of colonel hunters maybe two 
Dirthia goes down surprisingly easily as well. I think a lot of people expect expect there to be more of a fight put up, but if you've got some high-quality attacks, then it's really not as resilient as you might expect. No, it's the healing ability that brings Dirthia back. You need to kill him in one round, because otherwise with regrow and the it, like the innate Alarial ability, putting the, the D3 more wounds and then another D3 more wounds back on it can cause issues. Yep, there you go. Yeah. So stop those trees going down. Stop them using the trees. Just run them. through the trees. Don't don't avoid the trees. That's the biggest thing. It's very easy when you're hearing a load of rules about how they do more damage for this and there's this for that. Fly over them into combat if you can. Um, and if not, just screw it. Don't put anything walk, essential walk through, through there. Them, not run through them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know. If, if he's 24 inches away from his tree lord, because uh, that's the only ability that don't cast spells in the trees and it, guarantee the tree lord's going to be 24 inches away from it to do uh, D3 more wounds on his spell, but he has to still cast it, right? So Yeah, so one of the key points we're saying here is mortal wound output. Yeah. Don't let um, them control the board Bodies space. again. Um, and ways to kill characters. Again, pretty key. Um, but these characters are a bit different than killing like a five or six wound hero. These are like big characters, so uh, you need yeah. something that can do a lot of rend or a lot more wound output in one go. That's fast and can get where you need it to go. So, yeah, flying storm fiends. Pew, pew, <laughs> um, and obviously, long range is good as well because it, you know you can you can put a lot of pressure on if you're using war machines to to force them to. If you cover the woods on your side of the table and you start shooting them at range, they're going to have to come away and come towards you, basically. Um, so that's order and chaos talked about. Um, do you want to guys want to talk about which one next, destruction or death? We haven't covered how you beat bone splitters. <laughs> so, bone splitters then? Play claw catapults. You need long range stuff that can either kill the heroes yeah. to stop the cunning rock buffs. And you need to bomb the units with tons of firepower or combat power if you can get in range quick enough before they get their buffs off. Well, if you've got a way to force a battle shock before they've had a chance to yeah. go immune, or you've got you um, them. a way to kill the characters, and the, the key character to kill is the um, Savage Orc Big Boss from the Cone yeah. Ruck. Um, and then if you can Alpha Strike them as well on turn one. So they like, are not good in combat. They're not good in combat and they're not buffed. So you should, if you have a strong enough list to do it, you could potentially kill most of their army before they get a chance to do anything. And they're only good at shooting if they've got models. If you've killed them all, then it ain't going to be much of a problem. So and as soon as they drop below 20, they lose firepower yeah. as well. Yeah, they lose a lot. So like yeah. Warrior Brotherhood and Sky are very strong against... Savage Orcs, I imagine. Yeah. Also, anything with like uh, two up rerolling ones against shootings, yeah. like Fulminators. Fulminators just, yeah, and Sylvaneth run into them. They don't care. They're just running, they'll stand there. They don't necessarily do enough damage to kill them, but they're just still there and they're stopping their movement. Ful- Fulminators just ruin them. Yeah. Like, literally, you could just run, like, if you had like two units of Fulminators, you could just run into a Bone Splitter army and kill it all. Not even bat an eyelid. Yeah. You just got to worry about the big spears. Yeah, that's the only thing you'd be worried about. But if you shoot them off with your shoot them off with your judicators and your your venators and whatever. 
if people haven't taken a balanced bunny ears bone splits list then the things that can deal with it can deal with it almost without contest because there's no big monsters in there um it's not a very no it's not very varied list at all yeah but they don't like the bone splits don't have monsters at all it's like yeah it means if you go the mixed destruction route but yeah but then they lose all their all the stuff Uh, no i'm talking a lot of people don't take big stabbers and stuff like that as well like if you you go how many shots can and wounds can i get out of this book then the things that can deal with you are uncontested pretty much less could just walk two characters into you and wipe you out Yeah. yeah the other thing is is your opponent will run out of time if they've got two blocks of 40 savage orcs that they're cunning rucking and they're only going to get like two turns in. Yeah. So just push ahead in the scenario early on and they'll time themselves out of the game. I think you've got to really, um, you've really manage got to watch that well. timekeeping when you play against it. It's a really important thing to manage. This is destruction in general as well. If people are playing a lot of grots and they've got a fanatic release, it's having multiple movement phases uh, out of sequence. It takes a lot of time to move 40 dudes in like three times a turn. Yeah. three times as well because you've got three units of 40 <laughs> yeah yeah it's pretty it's pretty bad um i've got um if we talk about like the mixed destruction list i think the best way to beat your opponent is to give them zero sports and face slap them yeah yeah Sorry. i like that what you Sorry. wrote down <laughs> in the notes <laughs> um i think the key point here is be able to kill a thunder tusk at range in one hit yeah, yeah. Because or if you, with an alpha strike that you don't care about too much. The problem with an al- combat alpha strike is the night goblins stop you. They do, yeah. So the only other way you could do that is if you have a way to shoot at long range, the night goblins off like plague claws, and then have something to go in. But the problem is, you just don't get enough time because with you the, can fly the, over the fanatics, can't you? Is that right? If but if they charge, not you, if they you charge, can't you. charge. Because you can only charge if they don't make the charge against you. Okay, so you could you. set up like... Because I did it when I played Martin at Clash. I dropped my Paladin so they were like on a... His Fnatic needed like an 8 to charge me. But yeah. I there was a model he had out which I think was his boss. Which I only needed a 5 to charge. And then what I could yeah. do is then pile in towards the goblins with a 3 inch reach hit the goblins. So he had to yeah. roll an eight to stop me, um, I, but I only had to roll five of a reroll to get in. Summoning um, more gusts was the thing I was thinking of because yeah. they get a three d six charge, so you so can you, drop them yeah, nine, nine away and your fingers. Yeah, that's a good way, and they can't kill your more gusts before they're on the table. So, but if they're sensible and they've surrounded it, you can only get in. You can't get into the beast, but you can murder all the goblins and then put you in a strong position. But obviously, yeah, it's it not. was. Also, potentially, you've got to be willing to sacrifice things. So if they get in, they kill a mass amount of goblins, and they at least release one or two fanatics or take them out themselves. If you are within three inches of that thunder tusk, you are dead, but it's not moving, potentially. Yeah. Or moving less, because it's very easy for armies like that to get under their own feet. And even though they can move in a hero phase and this phase and that phase, when you've got that much stuff compacted into your little safety bubble with your, your, your fanatic plans and your, your traps it's very easy for them to be under their own feet with deployment. Yeah. Um, but you, you basically, you've got to kill a Thanatosk in one hit, otherwise they all heal it. It's just... Especially if they're yeah. triple tusking it. But as you drop as you drop one, the other two become worse, and then if you drop another one, then one on its own isn't a problem. Um, 
because their healing becomes less reliable and they get less of it. Um, yeah. The fun, the Stonehorn on Thunder Tusk is is a beast. Um, a good way to deal with them really is is anything that can debuff their hit roll. Obviously, Battle Brew negates that, but it does stop them being as effective. Um, if you've got any way to just basically force them into a combat, they can't. You know, have chaff, and then you've got stuff behind that can counter attack. Um, Stonehorns have got to charge as well. So, well, they don't. They do they? Well, if if they, uh, it depends how you you read it, but yeah. Um, I have asked for clarification on that because I think it needs to be clarified. Um, but yeah, FAQ have to charge. Job done. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, but to be honest, like if you can make the, it's a very hard list. It's just like it's one of the probably the best lists you can write in the game. I think. Agreed. The the other thing is the way I found when I played it at Blood and Glory was you control the board space so that the Thunder Tusks can't actually shoot anything. Yeah. So if they walk forward, they can't walk within three of your whatever's in the way. I just use Plague Bearers. So if they want to shoot the stuff behind it, they have to charge into combat, fight the Plague Bearers, but not shoot that turn, and then I get to fight them. Yeah. You you make it so that their, their zone where they can actually fire at is nothing of value. Yeah. So getting your chaff in their faces so they have to yeah, deal with it. Yeah, use your chaff to control their board space so that they can't actually move to shoot you because they're stuck in their own board half. Yeah, and I think, to be honest, like the, unit, the army is quite small. Like Once you actually start killing it, it's not... I think if you had like long-range shooting, you just shoot the goblins. Yeah, right? or if yeah. I had those two play claws against Maxime, yeah, you just I'd shoot just the sat them both off. in the back, shoot, shoot the two... Um, the goblin units off, and he's got no scoring units left. Yep, and it's done. Play the scenario; it's key in it. Yeah, I think three places of power you'd be a bit screwed. Yeah, it's got to be its strongest mission, right? Yeah, they get to surround their whatever's with fanatic releasing. Stand on the objectives and do damage and win points. Well, the yeah, but if they're stood on the objective with their thunder tusks and whatever. Then the Thunder Tusks are, are far enough away that your longer range shooting can kill them. Mm, I don't know, because they're in the middle of the table and they've got a yeah. big base, and the back of the base could be within three, and then they've got a five inch base and they've got an 18 inch range. And they're still scoring whilst and on the objective. And they're scoring whilst they're stood there, so it's like. Yeah, it's, like you said, though, as long as you can just you can burn them off in one go, you're fine. Yeah, it's not much fun to play against. That's pretty brutal. So, so for destruction, really. I mean, I think we should just talk about destruction move as a thing. Yeah. Um, because yeah. basically, when you play against destruction, whatever iteration you've got, they normally have some sort of combat monster that they can speed across the table using, like destruction move, their move, maybe a formation move and a charge, or a, or a run and charge from a stone horn or something like that. So you just got to be really careful when you deploy that you just don't go oh, 12 inches or 10 inches on, yeah, no problem, thinking that that, that model isn't going to cover 30 inches in a turn. It, it probably it can, can. It can backboard edge turn one, can't it? Because if it moves yeah. D6 forwards, so then it's 18 on from the 12-inch line. What's what it move? 12? What, the Stonehorn? Yeah. 12. Oh, getting 25, getting 25 is not hard. At all. Now you're 36 inches across the board and you can charge... 
yeah. 12, you can go from your backboard edge to yeah, their backboard edge. edge the max. Yeah, in one turn. And but that is the width of the board. What you can do is you can use things like terrain. So if you've got like a key piece, because you have to go in a straight line really to be efficient to get that charge. Yeah. You can use like a piece of terrain, like I don't know, like um, uh, an uh, oculum or a, or a Ophidian archway or something a realm gate or a, tower or a wood or a wood. Woods aren't brilliant, um, but you can basically put it so it's between you and it. it means it has to take more movement to go round it. Um, you can really slow it down, and it's especially if you've got any deadly terrain as well. You could stand in deadly and go where well, you can turn one charge him if you want, um, particularly if you've got Kairos. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I think, you know, I mean, they might probably won't roll that one if they're just rolling a natural dice roll, but it's a bit risky. Um, uh, I think, I think to be honest, like you, you just got to be a bear in mind when you set up. You just need to think they're pretty quick. Don't. You know, especially if you're playing like, even if you're playing brutes with iron, iron fist, it, you know, and it's again, it's there's lots of armies that do it that can move from their deployment zone to yours. I mean, we'll talk about death cloaks in a minute, but I think destruction of one of those armies, you just got to remember the move, just plan for that move. Um, what's worth considering is that it's also. It's a move in the hero phase, so you, you be careful. People aren't just going, well, I'll roll it and move them all together because sometimes it can have effects like, oh, I can move this unit out of the way and then move this one past it. But then, you know, they've got to do it in sequence. So if the one in front rolls like a one, then they're in the way, you know. So just make sure do people it. do it properly. Yeah, it's doing it the right way, isn't it? I don't, you know, that's one thing that like roll it properly, do it correctly. Yeah, do it in the right phase and in the right way, yeah. and you're all laughing. But um, yeah, I think destruction's one of those factions that you, I don't think we've seen a lot of varied lists in it, and um, most of them seem to revolve around throwing a big gribbly in your face, or uh, if it's cunning rather than just shooting you lots. So and a gribbly in your face. Yeah, usually, unless it's pure bone splitters, and then you won't. Um, so death armies. So we talk about the hot subject. Oh, the Mongol. Oh. <laughs> so I was actually going to go Tomb Kings, but yeah, the Mongol. Let's talk about that. Save Tomb Kings till last. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, Can we just, just not bother talking about him? Like they shouldn't have bothered pointing him. <laughs> so, uh, as a couple of things, I'd say um, it is only one thing. It's not that fast. Um, Unless you've got an abyssal terror and it goes twenty four inches, yeah, that's that's the thing. Um, or you summon it. Absolutely. Also, it has to slay a model to start eating runes back. So if it starts dying and it's against something big and resilient, there's a very good chance that it's not getting runes back unless it gets out of combat. Or you sillyly put other crappy things in there, which is to be avoided. So you can whittle it down faster than you'd think. Um, the four up save against mortal wounds. It's only a four up, like it. It's got it safe, but a lot. If it's if you've got a Mongol, and the example, if it was against um, destruction or something, and you had some guy with a decent save on the back of a Thunder Tusk, and you could pepper it with shots while it was in there, they go down a lot faster than people would think. Um, destruction deal with them quite well, I think. Uh, mm. Thunder Tusks, obviously, and 
quality of shots will go against it. If someone's putting their Mystic Shield on that, they're not putting it on something that they probably should put it on instead, like a, a key combat unit or their general, uh, the Vampire Lord, which is where they would want it, ideally. Um, and I think people tend to rely on its debuff too heavily, so if you can take it down, then the army around it gets significant your army around it gets significantly better instantly and people play as if it's always going to be there i certainly did when i was using mine so it's a shock when it does go down i think what you've got to do as well when you play against a mongol is don't allow it to get into multiple units and pin you um debuffing everything you kind of need to spread out a little bit if they've got a way to get it across the table quickly like the abyssal terror um because if they get that Mongol into multiple units because you stood them next to each other, then that's two units that are pinned, that are two units that probably won't kill it. And especially if one of those is like a, a squishy unit, it can feed off of that unit to heal. Exactly. Um, Just is... put in, in one big thing, it might die, but it will it will do more wounds than Mongol than you do if you put one big thing in a backup chaff in there. Yeah, Mongols are so good. I think they're uh, they're they are a linchpin of a lot of the list. The list that you see, they are, and they are a pain. But like I say, I think mortal wounds is your best bet, or just spam lots of low quality attacks when they don't have mystic shield. Yep. Uh, or yep. shots. Yep. Um, the only problem with that is if you're doing it in combat, he's probably eating you and healing. So uh, <laughs> you'd you'd have to go some. You maybe a big unit of blood reavers would do it if you you know with loads of attacks, you'd probably do it. But. Um, it's on a small base as well. It's on like a 60, I think. It's just... It's just I just hate it. That does mean that his aura affects less things, though. Yeah, but I hate it. Because you can fit <laughs> in between stuff. And, oh, it's annoying. Um, <laughs> just when you thought it was safe, the Mongol manages to slot where you don't want it 60 to. in. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Dirty Mongol. Um, so, Mongols are, are a problem. If they've got Nefrata... Or the curse book and a Mongol, just don't let them try and keep them separate. Don't try and engage them. At, curse book's got together. a very short range. Yes, Use that to your yeah. advantage. It's three inches. And just be mindful as well when you're charging or you're moving units in. Just measure the Mongol range. And like, if you're attacking another unit that's near the Mongol, if you don't pile in to get less attacks, does that mean you're not a minus one? It's quite a big deal. Um, and likewise, if you are fighting it, make sure you're touching its base so it can't move around. Absolutely, because um, then it can move into those chaff units that you don't want it to yeah. be moving towards. Or it could just sort of pile in around what it's fighting to get within six of another unit and debuff it. So um, the Mongols quite a big thing um, to deal with. Um, I think, um, yeah, I still think Mortal Wounds is probably the best way to get rid of it. Thunder Tusks. Yeah, or right. uh, storm fiends, or warp lightning cannons, or anything like that. Um, so, in terms of other death things, the we should probably talk about the vampire lord on dragon, right? Yep. With the uh, I'm going to come back to life ring and the chalice. Yeah. Um, if your event's letting you use the ring like that, yeah, I think that might be a thing of the past soon. Um. Because I think a lot of events will start saying you need to pay reinforcement points, but oh, absolutely. Well, the fact that you can take three in a menagerie list is that's yeah, stupid, in of itself it? You're a reason. Twelve hundred points basically for free. <laughs> <laughs> um, but let's let's assume you can't 
come back unless you pay reinforcement points because that's probably where things are heading in the yep. UK scene. I certainly think that's the case for the. It's definitely the case for the Masters, and I think it'll probably be the case at things like South Coast. So, um, so for example, then um, it's still a pretty decent model. It's it's Brazilian. It's got a really good command ability, which is just really hard to hit. There's a couple of distinct builds that do very different yeah. things as well. You got Red Fury Yolo Cloak for an almighty move that can do really sneaky things. Everyone thinks about first turn. Uh, first turn combat, but you can be not in combat. It doesn't say anywhere that that dude can't just yeah. take himself out in a really, really way. Well, you can use it way. to come out of combat and charge somewhere else. It's amazing. It's like it's, it's really strong, because you set the unit up again, and then you just go, okay, I've set up over here, and I'm going to move and charge. Um, but he's, he's, he's just such a strong model. That command ability is amazing. Like, and just the command making... ability is... So within 18 inches, one unit can re-roll, re-roll to hits. Hit. Yeah. yeah, amazing. Makes things like makes so many of your units just better, just flat out better. Whether that's your your more ghast archai or you know even himself. Um, and out of all the armies, I think Death cares about having the default command ability the least potentially. Yeah, so you can kind of go well. I don't really need inspiring presence, so it's more fighting, please. Yeah, exactly. And then, um, so he's a really strong model. Um, it's a it's a very key thing to get rid of. Um, I think as well, the death chaff units are quite hard to kill. Like the, the the battle line scoring units, you kind of have to commit quite a lot to get rid of them. Don't underestimate them. Uh, just overestimate what they're going to do. Make sure you kill them, and there is no such thing. Well, there is, but you should be overcommitting rather than undercommitting to wiping them out to make sure they do. Because if your opponent gets a double turn, that unit of twenty things you wanted to kill and got down to two could easily be up to like eleven, twelve, and it's been fighting all the time. Because um, I found it before that you only really wipe them out if you're using something sort of mediocre. If you double turn them and get a little bit lucky. Yep, absolutely. Um, the the fact that they've got a summoning pool as well is quick. I mean, what they don't have is shooting. I mean, that's that's a big thing. So yes. we've talked a lot about these lists about having a way to kill that hero, having a way to snipe out that thing, or it's having terrible. a way to fight things at, across the table. They don't really have any of that. So I think a lot of people aren't using summoning pools as well, and that's something no. that the opponent should be thankful for because. Yeah, you you just should. <laughs> so I think I think the summoning pool, the bit, the work thing you need you need to look out for is the Morgast Harbringer summon. Absolutely, which is the key. You know, nine away, three d six charge, and you can think about and mitigate that by when you put your characters around or your key piece, just try and leave a buffer zone so they can't they can't get and to you. Don't leave one that's too big so they can get in the gap. That's yeah. really huge. So you can you can summon a unit and it has to be one part of it has to be within eighteen inches away. So you pop down this thing that's on the I think it's two and a half inch base, then you got half an inch between that and your next one. So basically twenty three inches is where a unit of two of them would be at their front point, hmm. which means that they can pretty much get within nine inches of anything. Um Yeah, but if you've got like two layers, like you've got a layer of another unit and then you've got six unit inches between that unit and your character, then you're you're going to be more than the charge would be. away, so it, it's just just think about that. 
Definitely. Um, they can they can fail that 3D6 as well. It happens yes, more often than you think. It's one in three chance, I think, that they fail it. So, I, again, that's something that I probably relied on more than I should. And mm. they're not bad, those units, but they don't stand up to anything half-decent or concentrated attacks or concentrated shooting or magic. So, for me, like I think the key to beating death is to kill the characters. Because, especially with the death save... Are we counting a Mongol as a character? Um, it sort of feels a similar role because it's got a debuff. Yeah. So anything that buffs or debuffs or has spells, they're kind of your priority targets. Um, none of the good, none of the good stuff in there, I would say, is under costed either. People moan about Mongols, but they're four hundred points of app yeah. thing. Um, vampire. If we exclude Tomb Kings, yeah, you're right. Yeah, Zombie Dragon, four hundred and forty points. You are completely neutering an army like if you kill two of those then you've halved its points and if you can do that early on then it's got a lot less to play with yeah and i think uh blood knights if you charge them they're a lot less effective they are indeed so, good arm saves against them as well though just, just just fine and if you've got anything that can when it attacks can kill the banner so so that would be a star soul mace for example no no the storm drake a star drake oh that's thing, the one. yeah yeah, and um, what I would say as well that just when you're playing against deaf players, if you take the unit down to just the banner and you do a wound, just make sure that when they heal, heal back, back and t- they they have to take the banner off because he's the wounded model. So you might get another model back, but the banner bearer's got a wound on it. So as soon as you've got a wound on that model, then... And also, if they run through like deadly terrain, like I think you've got a roll per model. You have get them to allocate. So allocate the dice. So here's um, the thing with that though: if you if you do put a wound on the banner, and then they get d6 models back, what's to just stop them putting another banner in the unit? Because you can't. You can have more than one banner. Uh, it's just a model, isn't it? It's not. That's not comped out or anything. You can just go yeah, well, I'll put so, two yeah. more banners in the unit if they've got the models. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's nothing to say that you can't have more than one banner, is there? No, you can only so. be affected by it once, but yeah, you I could think, have multiple banners. I think so, yeah. But I think yeah, I know what you mean. Though. Most some, people some don't TOs, have the models, though, do they? Yeah. And some TOs may rule that out. That seems a little bit cheeky. Just seeing a, a unit of skeletons just with banners. <laughs> ten, ten, uh, nine banners and a musician. It's so one, just stick, it's one of it's my stick flags on their base. Stick flags on their base. It's though. one of my pet hates, so I don't want to encourage that behaviour by talking about it on the podcast. Okay. It's not. It's not cool. It's not. It's not on. No. Um, you know, I just don't think people should be doing that kind of thing. No, and any TO who's running a tournament, just stamp it out now. <laughs> you know, I think. I think it almost needs to be a rule. Um, it's just a shame it wasn't really thought about when they were writing um, the scrolls by the looks of it. So yeah. Anyway. But like I say, if they've got the models, then they've got the models. But if they don't, then jobs are good. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think is that is that like death is basically apart from the Tomb Kings as an army and the Flesh Eaters as an army. Death is a couple of of key models and how to deal with them, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. And and I think we should probably talk about Flesh Eaters, where that's even more compounded. Oh, it is because, and this is. The mistake characters. people make. If you're playing against people using things like Crypt Horrors or Crypt Flayers, 
kill the Vargulf. Hundred yeah. percent, the Vargulf is the key model to kill, or the courtier of the type, because they have no way to heal those models, and they bring the models back. The characters on the monsters are hard; they heal themselves, but they can't regrow the units. So, courtiers and Vargulfs take those down. Um, the ghoul courtiers as well, though. Crap, aren't they? Yeah, they're rubbish. They are absolutely pitiful. I don't think, in the game. Can I don't even think you really care about the ghoul courtier, to be honest. Um, he's only got four wounds. So if you can kill him, kill him. But, I, yeah, I just wouldn't... He's not a priority. I think he's in a couple of... Is he in a couple of the formations? Yeah, I mean, he, he, he's crap. I mean, it's not... Ghouls aren't a problem. Ghouls die in droves. Mm-hmm. It's the crypt horrors you don't want coming back. You don't want to take a unit of six crypt horrors down to two models and watch four of them come back. It's heartbreaking. It's pretty. It's not that unlikely that they're going to get two to three back. So it's like, you know, that's a pretty significant problem. Um, the the characters on the big flappies are where all the damage is in flesh eaters, really. Um, unless you allow buffed up um, crypt horrors to go into you, because the um, the, the abhorrent ghoul kings. Uh, obviously, give them reroll to hit, don't they? So they're they're pretty solid. They tend to be clustered. Um, yeah. If people are using the menagerie formation, they're they're trying to get that triangle of doom. It, it has to be a triangle. Literally, it has to be a triangle because that's the only way that they can move around the board. That's a massive amount of points in one section, and people are often unwilling to split them up, even though that may be better to do in terms of the game. So, I think you can play around that and use it to your advantage because the armies often end up occupying a very small proportion of the board. Um, if you've got Ghoul Patrol coming on, they've got these three little clusters of fairly squishy things, and then three um, three abhorrent Ghoul Kings, which is an incredible amount of points. In terms of square footage on the table, they are not in many places. So putting crap in the way is pretty effective against them. Yeah, and, and again, they're all combat. There's no shooting, really. The screams aren't very good. Um I mean, you've got a breath weapon on the dragon, but again, like you can just chaff screen. Armor um, saves as well against the army. They're not particularly rendy, are they? No, they're not, and and they don't really have a very good armor save anyway, as well, which is another thing. So um, it is you tend to find the army is quite a compact army. So if you're playing a scenario where you need to spread out and leave units on objectives like um, uh, border war. Um, it's a really good scenario to kind of pick off the fringe units as they're trying to like they want to go around as a big ball. They don't really want to be split up. They end up um, being in strange lines if they do try because they're trying to spread out whilst keeping, keeping as many things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so yeah. they're not they're not deploying as they would ideally like, which is you're you're half winning there. Yeah, if you can pull people out of their comfort zone, it, it's good. Um, so, Tomb Kings, we just quickly talk about. Yeah. <laughs> um, band just of don't allow them at the events. And then they're fine. Yeah. Um, if people are running Necropolis Knights, the best way to deal with them is shooting that has rend. Judicators love them. You don't need they? a lot of it. Or to like them. Because well. you need to wipe them out in one round. Um, yeah. 
or in two turns if you're going to get a double. Because if you don't, they're coming back. The worst thing about it is, if you're playing against a mixed Tomb King army, you've probably got to deal with a flying Setra build with multiple attacks, piling twice, with shooting, and, you know, quite hard to get rid of units that, that regenerate. So it's a very, very tough army. Um, killing the Lich or Necromancer, if they're using that kind of list, is very important because that will get rid of one of the uh, combos. So if they're using a Necro, allows you to pile in twice, you've basically half the amount of damage a snake unit can do. Um, if you kill Setra, you're limiting the, the, the threat range, which is good. Um, if you can kill the snakes, if they're using double like double six snakes, if you can actually kill those units before they can heal up, then you're basically going to win the game because that's all they've got. Um, it's easier said than done, believe you me. Um, hmm. But I think as well, think about the scenario. That's that's the key point, and I'd say that's the key point for any game. Think about the scenarios. So if you're going to make a balanced army to go into competitive general's handbook next year, you want to be looking at, have I got enough heroes for three places of power? Can I hold my objective and attack theirs and take and hold? Have I got enough fringe units to stand on objectives in Border War? Have I got the speed to get to the the objectives in Gift from Heavens? How's my army work in Escalation? How many units do I have? How many do I get on the table? What units do I have to put on the table? How do I, can I stop someone board edging me so I can't come on? Um, all these things to think about. Um, and then you need to think about, in your list itself, have I got mortal wound output? Have I got a way to withstand mortal wounds? Have I got chaff? Have I got long range shooting? Have I got a way to get rid of their shooting or their characters? Um, have I got a resilient combat unit? Have I got a counter attack unit? Um, do I have chaff? I mean, there's loads of things to think about, and and you're not going to get all of it. Very rarely you're going to get all of it. Um, that's kind of why the Warrior Brotherhood's so strong because it kind of gets all of it. I don't know if you if you guys agree or if you've got anything you want to add. I, I you think... don't need chaff. Your chaff is you're not on the board. Yeah, that's what I mean. So, but <clears throat> yeah, they, they... So, so it does get that, even though it doesn't have it. Yeah. I think you covered it pretty well. I, I think, like you said, I think the Brotherhood's so good because of its flexibility and the fact that essentially you're getting everything that you need. You have a balanced shooting phase. You you probably a little bit light on characters, but then if you can, if you get the right matchup, you can deal with the characters in three places of power. That's probably um, their weakest scenario, right? Yeah, I think so. I think so massively because you're only really going to get two if you want to keep it as a single drop army. Yeah, um, and I think that's what you know. That is their problem, and their space fact stormcast characters aren't exactly the hardest things in the world to kill. Yeah, that's true. Um, so yeah, I think, like you said, you just need to look at it and go, like, have I got almost like you said, have I got an aggressive piece? Have I got a defensive piece? Have I got enough characters? Have I got ranged out, damage output? Be it from shooting or summoning, um, you know, can I compete in each phase of the game? You know. Is the army flexible? I think at the moment there's a massive focus on trick lists that do one thing. 
Yeah, that's um, the thing I wanted to come on. Like, can we just yeah. talk about people not taking those because it's a bad idea and you'll probably win three games easily, have one good game, and then struggle and lose in a way that's not enjoyable in the other. Yeah. Like, just, uh, just stop it. Stop it. You need a balanced army to compete. I mean, this is me talking, and I've never finished anywhere good, but I think the a balanced army for me wins out more than a tricked out army. Yeah. Because otherwise this like rock, paper, scissors matchup sent is in like Terrace List beats this army but struggles against that army. Skyro beats this army but struggles against that army and that mission. Um and I think that balance wins through every day for me. I don't know if you guys agree with that or hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. I mean uh I think we've like if you take like Terry's list and you can say like the change that he's making in terms of oh I'm gonna put in play clause that fills a big gap in the list. Um, and then the only thing, I mean, what, what would you say you're lacking in your army? You're lacking chaff. Kind of chaff, aren't you? I can still get done by Sky or on turn one. Yeah. Particularly if you're playing like three places of power or something like that. But the other change I made was I dropped Kairos and put in another 30 Plague Bearers. 60 Plague Bearers for chaff is amazing. <laughs> yeah. You just aren't killing that. No, you, you you just you just don't get through that in time. Could you take the Taliban as well? Oh, right, this was my units, yeah. You? This this was the other thing I looked at. You take the grey and clean one, six tens of plague bearers, and the Taliban, which I think's nine hundred ish points. Then you take six hundred points for the storm fiend um, unit, so and then you can probably get a warp lightning cannon in there as well, and a few. You can play around the last few points. But then you can take your six tens. You've got tons of scoring bodies, and they all regenerate. Yeah. So yeah, that that is a list I wrote and and was a a potential for Blood and Glory. Because do the play clause count as Nurgle? Yes. So you could use them to fill out the Taliban. Yep. No, because it's units from a list, no. and that is Plague Bearers, Nurgles, uh, okay. Plague Drones, and Heralds of Nurgle. Right. Okay. And Beasts of Nurgle. But they do get affected by Epidemus's tally if you go down that road. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Um, then they're pretty boss. <laughs> yeah, sounds it. So then, like, if we take, let's take your Sylvaneth army then, Les. Yeah. So, from my point of view, one of the weaknesses in your army is it doesn't have a mortal wound resilience. No, not at all. Um. Do you? I mean, I don't think there's a lot of weakness in it other than that. I, I think it's just the mortal wound resilience, um, and you can actually Maybe the get number of bodies. Yeah, Chaff. if I think if I could put twenty dryads on the table for the same amount of points, it'd be the perfect list almost. Yeah, I think it competes in every phase. Um, I think it's aggressive, defensive. Um, I think twenty dryads is the that sweet spot. You got shooting, you got combat, you got good magic, you got scoring yeah. units. You've got ways to get around the board. Yeah. The only um, thing, really, is you don't like mortal wound output, and no. you're not very good at uh, dealing with, like, Sky would be a nightmare for you, right? In a normal yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. I guess. In a normal game, Sky would. Because Sky takes off. I think the problem is it depends on the what you can do to mitigate it. I think it's a very, very hard matchup for it because you'd have to, you know, try and restrict what he can get into your. T- key pieces which are your tree lords um if they double turn then both tree lords are dead and the, the side unit hunters are dead and then that's game because there's nothing in the army fights unless i can 
unless it, I've made them focus so much on that that I'm then upon the scenario, which yeah. is another way to play it. Is in like I quite happily throw away Dorothy, Tree Lord Ancient, and the Kernel Hunters of Sives if I'm right, if you're going to win the game. Yeah, through, if through I'm scenario game, points, win the game. It's yeah. fine. Don't matter, does it? So, but um, but yeah, I think the main main issue is the mortal wound resilience. But you know, you can get a save, which is a six up save, but. I still think that not they're worth, is it? not not really when you you're substituting. I think your resilience sort of like, to more wounds is healing, right? Yeah, it's, and, and the fact that you're not on the table. Yeah, well, a lot of his. I mean, you is. can't be more wounded off if you're hidden in the trees. Yeah, but it, the problem with doing that is it's quite hard to actually get on the table if your opponent knows how to shut the trees down. Yeah, and, all it takes is for you not to roll a four up or cast on a seven or a six, and then you've only got one forest that's been shut off. And then you can't bring your men on. Yeah. So it's a bit risky. I think, um, yeah, I think with your list, you tend to have most of your stuff on the table, don't you? I think so. Yeah. I, I mean, it, some of the I, I tend to keep the dryads off the table just because they're quite handy to pump out like late game um, and, and stuff like that. But um, yeah. tree revenants and dryads are the, the you know I know that everyone focuses on the fighty stuff, but the dryads and the tree revenants for me are the most flexible part of that army. So, but with Byron, then when you played with Death. Because your army, and probably compounded by the list you take, needs to stay in like a death ball, did you find you struggled with armies that have a lot of units spread over the table? Um, so, not as much as I thought I would, short answer. Mm. But what I end up doing is making a, a strange daisy chain a lot of the time with a Morgul on one end, four Morgasts, and then... Depending what was going on, there might be a zombie dragon right on the other end, or the zombie dragon might, like, the Morgul be cornered. Bolus. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or the um, or the the zombie dragon would be behind the screen, or the Morgul will be behind the screen, and then whichever one wasn't behind the screen would be anchoring a corner. Mm. Um, that worked pretty well, actually. Um, I think you have to play in a strange combination of incredibly aggressively and proactively and not in a way that will get them hung out to dry and, and killed in one turn with your chaff. So you've got to put them in a position where people can't ignore them, but they you're still making sure that they're not getting them for free. Yeah. And if you do that well, then you can play those kind of out on their own or whatever. The list, it did really feel like it was like, if I had an Abyssal Terror, um, that that would have made a difference. For Obviously, he's got his incredible spell. Yeah. Um, and he'd be more likely to, to go somewhere and do something in combat. He doesn't atrophy, and the Ghoul King does nothing. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. On the flip side, people ignore the Ghoul King because he's a Ghoul King. And yeah. then actually he stands in his little blob of skeletons, and all of them get a six up, and he can run into a combat at, at the last minute and, and be better than, than awful. Um, not that he is that fantastic. Um, so I don't know if I had a mini dragon there, if people would pay them too much attention. Oh, it seems like Isabella, right? Yeah, um... Yeah, or she's she's just a more point efficient version of the Ghoul King, and she's got that so very useful. cool spell. Yeah, yeah. it's amazing. Um, hello, Mongol, attack the thing next to you. Um, yeah, it's, well, it's super. Just kick yourself with your horns. Yeah, exactly. Um, she's incredible. Um, but I, given what's in the list, I think, and I could, uh, with a bit of squeezing, put a. I could drop a unit of chaff and put uh, drop the. Ghoul King, and with my spare points, because I was running at 1940 points, I could fit uh, an Abyssal Terror in there, or or okay. something else. 
I tried to get shooting in it, and I just couldn't. Well, there isn't and really the, any, is there, other than well, Tinking Catapults? Yeah, yeah, it's Tinking Catapults, and suddenly you've spent 340 points to make the most out of them. They are pretty good. Oh. I was impressed with them. Probably the same in Pengs them. as well. <laughs> hope so. I've got four. I'm gonna sell. Them. Um, yeah. yeah, they are. They are. They are good. But if you got one, it's shooting once. If you got two, they're shooting twice. And then you had a necrotect, and suddenly you get 360 points of gooey, gooey center. But, yeah, um, but they they, they would be able to stand in the skeletons and and they're quite good kind of do their thing. And yeah, they long don't range. They don't need line of sight. I do. I don't, you don't have, have to roll. Hit. You don't even have to roll to hit to get the debuff on no. their uh, leadership either, which of course couples with Mr. Mongol quite nicely. Yes, yes it does. Um, oh yeah, I forgot. That's actually quite a nice little nuance. I didn't think about that. Well, that's what I was trying to write into list, but then the problem is you've got three 400-point-ish yeah. blocks, and what what is the rest of the list? And the answer is Scales. very, very little. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay then, let's flip it on its head a little bit, because we talked about our list and glory and we talk about those same armies let's take okay so two questions first one if you could take any army that you saw on the table i don't mean the paint job or anything i mean from if you can someone you can say right i want to play with this someone gives you a box and they're fully painted ready to go tournament army from 2016 general's handbook onwards what army would you take and why so Mm. Byron? Yes. Well, I didn't want to be first because I don't know. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll go first. All right. Go. Tomb Kings. <laughs> of course that, you would. That, that 18 Necro Snake list thingy. That 18 snakes. They don't come in coloured boxes. They don't count. Etc. All the other stuff. Ones. Catapults. All the, all, the, all the filth. Just because I want it removed from the game. <laughs> so, so I take it to make people go, no, this has got to go. <laughs> Um, I honestly don't know. Like, I... well, Tomb Kings, she said it. That's fine. So Rob Perrin's list from Blood and Glory. Mm. Two units of six snakes, three units of ten zombies. Can I not take three two units of six snakes? Mm, yeah, okay. but you'd, you'd have to lose the neck. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. So Royal War Sphinx, Cetra, Double Catapult, Necrotect, Necromancer. Yeah. Embrace okay. the filth. Embrace the filth. <laughs> William Friends, as always. Okay, so <laughs> yep. same question to you then, Les. Uh, this is difficult. Um, for me, I think the army that I would most like to play w- would probably be... Can I, can I like have an either or, or can I just have the one? No, I only got one. Um, you get one. You could say one. the either like, or, then pick one. I'd like to play the Fire Slayer army that I saw Kevin Chin take at Warlords. <laughs> I just <laughs> think it just looks so much fun to play. It looks amazing. Um, and yeah, I mean, it may not be the most competitive thing in the world, but uh, if I'd I love to play that with the two if, kids, if, <laughs> if someone if someone just said to me, "Have Kevin Chin's Fire Slayer army in a box, all painted, all done," I, I'd be like, "Yeah, I'd, I'd be up for having a go with it because it just looked amazing and fun to play." Yeah, you'd get smashed off in some games, but you'd have a laugh in most of them. I think. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Byron. Okay, so are we having to pick lists that we've seen other people use, not um, strange things that we've imagined? You could pick something you imagined if you want, but I was kind of I was going to go that with the next question. Okay, yeah. all right. Then. So I'm kind of thinking um, about if you saw something at an event and you went, "I really like that. I wish I had that." Um. So it's kind of I would want to adapt it a little, but 
the absolute mixed arms, non-warriorhood um, Stormcast right. list, which is kind of close to the one that I saw Luke running when I yeah. played him. Mm-hmm. There are a few, few changes I'd like to make, but I do think that there are playing that in a more traditional sense using the really technical things you can do with heraldors and and pulling units out that get bonuses on the charge and all stuff like that i think there is a lot to be said for that it can have five characters easily all of which do different and useful things um almost the list that i wrote that didn't finish for blood and glory you mean like with the three units of formulators with the three heraldors and yeah the Absolutely. gun line judicators back up think, for characters. I think two two fours of those and three herald doors and then find out what else you can fit in would be pretty funky or a four and a two of um of the formulators would yeah. be would be pretty tasty. I really like big things in fours, having played with them myself and I want to play with ones that are bare. <laughs> so the the other one would be we kind of spoke about it, but it's as close as you could get a is my death list, but using less is cheaty bastards with size that are undercosted because I can't believe how much cheaper than my things they are when they do practically exactly the same thing. It's disgusting. You can't, you can't have a, a, a silver F death mix list. No, you can't. It's got to be a thing. You know, he's talking about, he, he, no, the, the equivalent. The Morgas and Sives be the same. Uh, oh, Morgas right, and they're exactly. horrible. Like you could, if you took what was the theme of my death list, you could take that, and you could just take three times the amount of the stuff that did most of the damage in the death list if it was those guys with size, because they're... How many points are they for three? Is it 180? It's disgusting. It's absolutely abhorrent. Like, I don't know who in the world thought that was a good idea, but they need to lose their job. I'd just say disclaimer <laughs> that uh, I wasn't involved in the pointing of those units. Yeah, you can tell. Like, you can absolutely <laughs> tell. Can, like, how, like, just... I'm trying not to swear too much, but... Just, Abhorrent, just disgusting. Um, how many filth. do you have, Les? How many? What uh, kind of fantasy do I have? Yeah. Uh, Fifteen. Was it 15? Yeah. Fifteen? Fifteen, and then I've got another three in a box. Eighteen. So, so how 18. many? How many points is twelve? Because I'm not very good at maths. When eight <laughs> times. Yeah. Uh, so it's one thousand and eighty. It's like twelve hundred points. Oh god, it's disgusting. Like. I've got four dudes and I paid 480 points and they pretty much do the same thing and they don't get special rules for standing in a, in a wood. Like that list is ridiculous. So you're basically saying you want a silver F army. Yeah. Do you want to borrow it for the masses? No, minus, minus the, minus all of the, the tricksy characters that everyone else has got. I just want a way to get these guys into combat as fast as possible. <laughs> you can't, you can't I, learn that army out less. I haven't decided yet. You, you haven't decided yet. So you've got. If you played a list like that, Russ, you would you would hey, I don't ruin know if the I'm world it, yeah. with it. Steady on. Yeah. I've got it's, first pick. You got first pick. Whichever one of you, whichever one Russ doesn't take, Terry takes the Warrior Brotherhood. So, but <laughs> I honestly think if you take the list I took to Blood and Glory to the Masters, you be I put money on you to win. I t- I drop drop a character from it and put in more of those dudes with their sides and then see what don't, happens. Don't make me paint them. Oh, that's a good idea. Get on it. Um, <laughs> I am thinking about um, if we took... Let's talk about me, I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, if I could pick an army that I've seen someone playing and just have it and play with it, and it's a bit weird because I already do have a lot of it. Yeah. Probably AD Max Death Army. I it's really genius. liked it. It's one of the most beautifully designed lists on the scene, and you have to play it well. And it's cool, and it's got a really good mix. It's great. And I could play that army. I actually have most of the models, um, but it's just to have it ready to go would be awesome. 
Um, Sylv- Sylvanoff list is one that I would really like to, but I kind of not going to pick that because I kind of can play that because I can borrow it. So yeah. <laughs> it doesn't count. Um, Watch his then, face, Russ, at the Masters with the Woods. Yeah. Um, I am, for the Masters, just a bit off the tangent, I am very sorely tempted to rebase my Tomb Kings. Oh, yeah, oh, do, it. do it. Do it. And just upset people. At Warhammer World. At Warhammer World, and make be like, them talk about it on the stream. Look at this army that you can't buy, and look how horrendous it is. Look at all the things I have. All the things. Do it. Um, I'm really tempted. I can uh, help yeah, rebase it. <laughs> Don't do I, it. Don't do I it. I can whilst, do it easily because I could just use the textured paint and not give a shit. Um, whilst whilst you could, I don't think you should, mate. It doesn't promote AOS very well. It doesn't promote the scene. It doesn't promote AOS very well. It's nothing to do with the scene. It's the Masters. It's full of silly lists. It. It's going to be streamed, though. Everything's to do with the scene if it's streamed. Yeah, I don't, don't, think it's don't do it. I probably won't because I don't, don't do really want to rebase them. But... You're better than that, man. Seriously. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> as we, we're sort of like, we fly the flag for AOS. We should be promoting. And you've got to, uh, you've got to sell me those catapults anyway for £250 or whatever they cost now. Yeah, I can sell them afterwards. Come on. <laughs> when I they're can, rebased I, onto rounds, I, I can rebase it and then sell it afterwards. It. As the Masters winning army, really, surely? Yep. No, don't do it. <laughs> so I'm like the I'm like the good angel on your shoulder. Terrence, like, do it, do it, do it. Oh, just do it. I might just fight the this and the, the, the rebase usual. it, and I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> rebase it, you'll take it. We can do an army swap. You come over and rebase it, and then I'll take it. Sweet, I'm there. <laughs> How does that doesn't work out? Does it? Um, okay, so next question then. If you could make an army that you haven't seen and you could have it in a box ready to go for Heat 1, what would it be? Oh. I went first last time, you can go first. Okay, I'll give a really silly answer because it's not a very well, like, it's not a final, it's not a finalised thought, but I really want to take something incredibly stupid but good that shouldn't be that no one's thought of, like mass sky cutters or something like, you know, something like that. Or the other one I've been playing around with is the idea of going death rattle for death, but using the summoning sword to get things you can get otherwise, or doing the yeah. same with um, what's it called, the Blood Knights one? Soul blood. What? Yeah, or going soul blight and using the summoning sword to get hold of stuff that you couldn't get otherwise. Um, it's a shame there's no way to summon a wizard, but I guess that'd be that's just that's conveniently helpful for the longevity You're basically talking of the about game. Soul blight summoning a mongol. <laughs> no, there, there's other there's other stuff that would really balance out what that list doesn't do. I what think. would soul blight just mean that your uh, blood knight's a battle line, right? Yeah. yeah, and that does a lot in so many of the scenarios, like. I I think Soulbite in general looks really interesting. I've been writing really, a lot of... I've been really tempted with it. I've been writing a lot of lists that are... Um, they've got enough points spare that it could be a Mongol or like other things, or a couple that have got just 240 points spare, so you could summon a couple of Morgas for them to charge into combat. But they got bats, they got a, like, a big-ass unit of uh, Vargulfs. Is it mm. Vargulfs? No? Yeah. Vargulfs. Well, guys, those ones. Yeah. And you can get some awesome lists in there. No one's using, like, people are just taking Blood Knights because they can't look beyond them because they're Blood Knights. But there's a lot of stuff in there that isn't crap that has uses. You could have a lot of jobs. Oh, guys, really good. Yeah, they are. Um, And, of course, then you've got some of the best characters in the games back up. Also, uh, the Abyssal Dude 
has that word so in his thing. Soul blight, then. Yeah, the soul blight yeah. army. Okay. Yeah, soul bite. Cool. I think soul bite or I think death rattle. I couldn't make myself paint so soul bite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you wouldn't have to paint it. That's the point. Someone give it to you painted. Um, you just have it as a game. I'd have to just... move it around and stuff, though, wouldn't oh, I? Okay, yeah, true. But I do think there's there, in death rattle. There's some there's some pretty just like Still basic. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or forge world super friends. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Les. Uh, I don't know. I kind of I'd like to. I don't think with what the heat one's going to be, which is going to be like sour teleporting shit all over the shop um, list. I I kind of think for me to go to heat one, I don't think I'd be very competitive. I'd like to just be able to, you know, if someone could fit the ever chosen list that Mar and Marin took at Call to War, if okay. I could fit that in General's handbook and just take that, I think I'd go and I'd like, you know, play it like Mar and Marin. Mm. and be like, what would Archeon do? Charge and kill it, you know. But you, just, you can't take go, it, can you, at the moment? No, so. but you can't fit. It can't fit. And that's what I'd love to take it. But, you know, um, failing that, again, I've got, like, a Twitter poll up today, which is what army should I try and do for um, over the Xmas break? And, uh, you know, Dan Heaton was whispering in my ear about Soulblight as well, so I think Soulblight might be quite cool. Really I could just have it. Kings. Yeah. Soulblight over the Christmas amazing. break. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If, if one of us like, does one, then everyone like else can share it. Yeah. yeah, we should all like. I mean, we're gonna have. Why we don't we do in like a face hammer soul blight army that we could all share? We should do that, and we could do like units each, and then like, combine by, by weeds. You mean that we all we all do part of it, or yeah. one yeah. of us does it, and we all share it? Yeah, we all do it in the same scheme. We all like and converse we take, on the like, paint. Okay, scheme. so we all paint one unit of blood knights. We all paint like a like two of us paint like a dragon. Two of us paint like a unit of Argeist. Yeah, and then yeah, we swap it out pull all the models way. together and you go, well, we've got like two dragons, four units of blood knights, two units of vargeis, some bats, some wolves, some summonables, and then it's just in a box. And then whenever we it's go like to an event, one of us can borrow it if we want to use it. The default it. army. That's, yeah. that's a very cool idea. Terry's also built half of that for me. <laughs> <laughs> Terry can build the other half for the rest of us. So <laughs> Terry can build the whole army and then we just have fun painting it. I think we yeah. could do that. that actually well, he's going to be painting two full armies in 2017 anyway, isn't it? So he's going to be <laughs> yeah, a busy well boy. 6,000 points, he said. That's what I've got. Yeah. Free free That's what I've already got built. No, you've got I've to got... paint it again. That was the point. Yeah, no, but I've got that built already, but as in got got plastic and sprayed. Wow. Now I've got to paint it. My God. Have you done all your bases for it? Yes. Whoa. Okay, I then. did them all in one weekend. I made like 200 and something, 25 mil... A hundred and something, thirty-two mil, about seven or eight chariot bases. Um, I did maybe forty, forty mil rounds as well. Just everything. I just did basing for two two solid days. Okay. Uh, So slightly off topic, but is that is that going to be painted to the same level as your current chaos army, or is that? Yeah, I'm just going to do all the same. Uh, All all the all to the same as the storm fiends and everything. Poor bloke. Okay, then. Uh, I enjoyed it. So it's all good. <laughs> this back back on topic. So you can any army you want, any combination of it. You don't have to. Some haven't used it yet. Something you haven't seen before. What would you take? A full, a, a mixed Slanesh and Skaven Corn army. Okay, kind of what I want to do. Working on, but what I'm working on. Just done, ready, yeah. so I can just go play with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't. Or, good. or 
a proper verminous claw pack Skaven army. Oh, he's nick my one. 120 clan rats, like two units of 30 storm vermin, loads of just choppy characters, just rats, rats, and more rats. I'm talking like two, three hundred rats on the table. Mega buff. Just, yeah, that'd be awesome. And you just throw... Oh, and Sal the Faithless. And then you just <laughs> throw them across the table. It'd be amazing. Rat launch. Rat launching. It'd be amazing. Get your rat out. Get your rat out. All the way across their deployment zone. Turn Get one. your rat out 18 inches. Yeah. <sighs> so, yeah, Verminous Claw Pack with extra stuff in it because I think it's really, really strong. Like, <laughs> so strong. You <laughs> kicked them up. Getting your rat Getting out. Your out. Just... <laughs> oh, so mature. Amazing. Get in trouble for that. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> Who cares? Um, so me, it's a bit of a weird one because I have all the models. I just want my Stormcast painted. <laughs> like, um, the list that I've been wanting to do, which I'll talk about because I probably never get around to doing it, is uh, Vanguard Wing mixed with Hammer Strike Force um, with some bits and bobs in it. But I've got all the models. I'd just love it if they were all painted. Yeah. If they were just done to like my standard but in Astral Templar scheme, like crimson with gold and just done. All done. All the models I've built. The Star Drake, the Dracoffs, the 21 Prosecutors I've got, Ugh. the the 20 Liberators, the 20 Judicators, the 30 Paladins, just the whole lot just done. Click Every character finished. done. So I don't have to do them because every time I go, it'd be cool to have a big Stormcast army to play with and I don't want to just spray them gold because I think it looks awful, even though I could probably do a good job of it. I just, I just want them painted, but I don't want to paint them. It's too much like painting Space Marines, and I've never been able to paint a Space Marine army because it just I just lose interest. Um, I I don't know. I just for me, like just have all my Stormcasts finished, and I'm like, so all that money I spent on that army, and I spent all that time building it and sanding it and putting all the upgrade pack shoulder pads and shields, just done in a box, ready to go. Because I'm, I'm looking at it now going, that is so many models, I'm never going to paint all of those. And it's probably... The problem is they're so, so nice, isn't really. it? That's yeah, the main issue. I don't want to like, rush them. The models are so good that whenever you look at them, if you were intending on doing something fast, then you, you, you can't bring yourself to. I was going to pick that for mine, but I thought it was just unrealistic because I'd want to do them to the to the standard of my Stormcasts I've done already, which are all heroes. Um I'm not sure if I could find a person to present me with that army finished. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, if what would be like to, interested to hear as well, if people have got their their dream army that they would like, if they could, if they want to email that in or tweet us and tell us what that would be, that'd be cool. And um, then Terry will paint it for you because he's painting <laughs> loads next year. Um, yeah. Nine thousand points next year. But I think I think we should do a face hammer army. That'd be cool. I right? think that's a really good idea. That's and a then, really good idea. And what we like should do? Do you know what we should do in the future as well? Verminous claw pack. We should allow. We should like do maybe competitions. See if people want to take it to an event that we're at. Yeah. How cool would that yeah. be? You get to play and, with the um, Facehammer army. Tom Morsey doesn't get to take it. So come back in three bits. times more bits than yeah. it arrived. <laughs> yeah. We should probably do that. I reckon that we'd need to think about that. 
definitely. That's a that's a uh, another show, isn't it? Like, what are we going to do for the face? Yeah, because we could like, we could actually we could actually plan out the list and we could do each unit and then we could paint out take them. it to an event and then we could have competitions if people want to use the That'd face cool. hammer army with the special be... face hammer dice. That'd be pretty we'll supply you. We'll give you a, a dice bag full of face hammer dice to use. That'd be cool, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be cool. There you go. Apart maybe. From Tom Morsley, Can it be it. painted in exactly the same scheme as my current death army? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's too techy. <laughs> It'd, be like, it'd, be, it'd have to be like stand, like bog standard stuff, but done well. We'd have to so come like to a consensus. Yeah. No, because you're you've got like these funky bases, and it's all airbrushed layers and oh, filters, so and yeah. Oh. We just dry it all grey and put a funky. Yes, yeah. let's dry brush <laughs> oh, it all grey. Can we do a really good concept on, on me? Oh, yeah. please! All the all the grief I get over this. Please, can we do a really it's good not concept? My I want no concept army. I do. It's... I want concept undead. I've wanted them for forever. <sighs> Just borrow Tony's. No. <laughs> right. Okay. I want concept army, but we're green. You want? I want Cassidy's army. Just one and a half <laughs> decades on. Pretty please. Right. I think um, that's probably wrapping this show up. So it's a bit random yep. this show, but um, yeah. Let us know what army you guys want to play with in 2017. Send us your dirty lists. We're always interested. Um, And if there's any list out there you're struggling with uh, that you really want to know how to beat that we haven't talked about, send it in. But if it's something like, my mate plays with a wall of Nurgle, I'm not interested because it's easy. Yeah, just really, really don't care about that. Slightly odd one, but if anyone's got a hobby desk they think is really awesome and looks nice... I'm trying to find one now, and it's proving more tricky than I thought it would be. I'm after I've got a like, cool IKEA one. On a, like a nice corner desk that can hold pooter stuff as well as hobby stuff, and I can work at, and has got drawers and I've things potentially or space for them, and it has to look nice and be made of wood. Mine's made, made of wood, looks one. nice, has a computer and hobby stuff on, and I just build your own. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll take a link. I'll take. I'll take a link to where Russ got his over building my own. I think. Um, I want it to not be wobbly. Uh, yeah, I think as as well. Like you know, it's quite hard to build a make a custom desk. I built mine. Yeah, but you know, your wall of noble. No, I built my desk. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> On that note. Which... <laughs> <laughs> On that note, Harry's going to take points and build seven hobby desks. I built my listeners. desk technically, and paint a listener's army for them. <laughs> and and we're going to do a face hammer army. And he still needs to take Lizardmen on squares to. Oh yeah, there. that should be the face hammer army. Seraphim. Squares are banned now. Seraphim, so Seraphim on squares. <laughs> I can't. It's not allowed anymore. We should get people to donate models for it. The, yeah, the, the Terry Pike appeal. The Seraphon list. The Terry Pike Seraphon list. For the Masters, right? Yeah, Terry should take it to the Masters. I can't. I'm not allowed to use square bases. I'll just get auto-disqualified every round. Exactly, you should Win. take it to the Masters, right? <laughs> <laughs> just smash all your opponents. It doesn't matter about soft scores. Oh, wait, it does. Right. <laughs> okay, so that wraps this show up. Um, this is We're not probably not going to release one until the Masters show. So uh, Pre-Masters or something? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I don't mm. think we might record over Christmas break. I don't know, but... Um, enjoy, have a good Christmas, good New Year, yeah, and we'll see you in 2017. And hopefully, 
on a gaming table where you've uh, come up with some filthy, awesome tournament army, which is uh, is a bit off the wall, balanced, and it's going to take some names, and we want to see those lists. So uh, yes, please send them in. We might do them. them. Get those in, and uh, yeah, hopefully we can. Uh, you might see a soul blight face hammer army in coming your way. Yeah, right. say. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Good Christmas, right, guys. Merry Christmas. Bye. To make sure you don't miss out on any more Hammer to Your Face, subscribe to us on iTunes, add our RSS feed to your reader, and follow us on Twitter at facehammer underscore. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to give us some feedback, we'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening.